0: Hey guys, welcome to Bang Broadcast, episode number 453. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. Really five, but we say three. The first
1: being the Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the
2: list of comic books that we are looking forward to coming out August 18th, 2021.
0: That's okay, yeah. And we also do beer reviews and a dramatic reading, but we don't talk about that. But those two other <laughs> things that we do every <laughs> single week. But another thing we do every week is our main topic, which this week we're bringing you the 19th part of our great Marvel movie retrospective. Nineteen,
2: nineteen. 19. So 19. cut
0: you off, but it was like, man, no, 19. There's a we're lot of ca- We're almost caught up. I mean, almost, but we'll see how things work out because, you know, we're starting to ramp back into it. Uh, but this is where we go back through and rewatch all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. And this week we're going to be talking about Avengers: Infinity War again, the nineteenth movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, Nineteen movies, all leading to that. Eight and
2: games. more, and more, and uh, as we're getting to our first beer, we're we're doing the same thing that we did last show. We're going to make a a black IPA blending two beers together. We're starting with the American IPA from Bell's. This is their Two-Hearted Ale. And this is just... It really is just a classic good IPA. A mm-hmm. little bitter on it, little, little nice little sweet notes to it. It's just a a good beer.
0: Yeah, I don't have any complaints about that. Like This is a great drinking IPA and much like last time we did this with the Laganitas IPA. Sorry. Let the, let the sirens go past real quick. Oh, the fuzz? Fuzz. There's a little bit of a fuzz to this one. You're right, Paul. Um, the Lagunitas IPA, like, I had no issues with picking up the 12-pack of this, having it sit in my fridge, because um, it's been great just to, you know, get home after work and crack and open one of those, or on my day off when I'm sitting around playing video games, like, opening up a Lagunitas IPA. Um, This, I think, I picked up the four-pack of, like, the 16-ounce cans because I was like, we're going to be sitting (laughs) here for a while talking about, you know, comic books and things that we love. If I had picked up a six-pack, I would have killed those, you know, same way after I had gotten home from work. But I think I still have, like, three or four of the Lagunitas in there. I I didn't need an overabundance of other IPAs in there. Um, So I think a four-pack of cans, like, this is going to get me through the night and, like, one more just when we're doing our post-show post stuff. So, cool. yeah. uh
1: One of the people I go disc golfing with uh, from work, their favorite beer is the Two-Hearted uh, AL from Bells. And I'm like, yeah, it's good, but, you know, it doesn't wow me. And it, that's fine, but this is a great disc golfing beer. It's a great park, you know, out in the park. It's got a crispness to it and lightness. Um, it has it bitter, but doesn't make you feel dried out. It just makes dries you out enough to make you want to take another sip, which yeah. is uh can be dangerous if you bring a whole six pack with you, uh, but normally you just bring one or two so it's a yeah it's a nice good uh good drink of beer and it's, i I would say this is
2: just slightly out of bargatory beer, but this is definitely a beer if I saw it on tap. Even if there were some other things on tap and I hadn't had it in a while, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll have a two-hearted. I'll have that with my burger or I'll have that with my my steak or my fries or what have you. Like, yeah, that's – it's just a good beer. Um, High Lila is like that. Or, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, yeah. And, I, Chris, I know that beer is very prevalent for you down in Florida, but it's like – we don't see it that often up here on tap. Mm-hmm. Um it's on the shelves out here but you know, like there's something when we're down in Florida like I always enjoy getting a highlight when we're down there. There's something
0: it no, just tastes better down there. It's funny you bring that up because I was going to kind of compare those two things exactly because yeah, Highlight I can get it everywhere here because pretty much everywhere has something from Cigar City on, on tap whether it's that or like Florida Cracker uh, and it was the same way when I lived in Michigan, where everywhere you would walk in would have Bell's Two-Hearted on tap because it's just a great all-around drinkable IPA. And there's nothing offensive about it. Like, if you're not an IPA drinker, it's not going to do anything for you. But even if you're an IPA super fan, I think it's like, you see Bell's, you're like, oh, yeah, like, I can drink a Bell's. Like, there's nothing bad about it. And I think I might have taken a step back from how much I used to like this when I used to have it just all the time because it was everywhere when I lived in Grand Rapids. It's not bad. Um, I don't think I would put this over something like a Laganitas now, though, or another Michigan beer, like the founders all day. I pay. like, they're all great, but it's none of them have that big standout pop that I'm looking for now. That's going to make me like walk through the store. If I see this on the shelf, I'm not going to be like, "Ooh, 2 hearted." It's kind of like you said, a step above bargatory. Now,
2: yeah, yeah. I I think I would take a two hearted over the Lagunitas IPA.
0: I'm drinking <laughs> a Lagunitas IPA. <laughs> and I don't know. Like I'm, I'm thinking about you, this one in the same way I think of that now. Where it's like. I uh, get home from work, open up the fridge. What do I have? Oh. Oh, is. Oh. Uh, Too hearted. No, I picked up a four-pack of Sidewards Ten Four Good Buddy IPA that they just put out last week.
1: Oh, name um, for
0: Kate's birthday. It is 10-4. <laughs> uh, and it has an alien on it that looks like Burt Reynolds, because he's got, like, the mustache, he's got, like, a Western shirt on, like Smokey and the Bandit. Um I wouldn't necessarily say that's like a knockout IPA. It's good for what it is, but they've done so much better stuff. Um, I'd probably have that as like my day off. Let me sit out and read some comics, but this is just, yeah, it's an unwind. Yeah. I, um, I
2: thought about having this beer at dinner
0: before,
2: before we came down, like I came downstairs to record, like, and I was like, well, I'll probably I, I brought I I have a second one down here like I've already mixed my uh, my black IPA and I'm like well I'm probably gonna drink this other one like I have no yeah. no qualms about it it's like yeah that's gonna be good
1: huh. I I can definitely understand why uh, somebody would get into it and be like oh this is my favorite IPA. Like, I can understand that. Like, back in the day when we loved flower power, like, yeah. flower power, and, uh, you know, I can see somebody with La Bonita's or or uh, name a Founders IPA that uh, somebody would really like, like, their Mosaic Arts or Centennial or, you know, whatever. Um, uh, and I, because they're all so close in the varying degrees of, like, what you like, like, you open up a fridge and I see this in there versus you know Lagunitas or any of those other beers. I'm not going to be upset by drinking any mm-hmm. one of them. Like two X from Southern Tier, I'd be happy with yeah. too. Um, throw that in there. Um, yeah, it's good. It's solid. Yeah, it's it's a, it's your everyday kind of drinking. It's, it's yeah.
2: a st- like like I said, it's a step up from Bargatory. It's a, a great everyday drinking beer, but it's not like, oh, I got these crap beers that I got to drink. Or this is the bad one. This is the one that's left over in the variety pack. Like, it is a a stand-up IPA. And we talked pre-show of, like, when Chris said, like, oh, the last time I checked into it was this. And, and John tagged it. It's like, I think for the last four or five years... The Brewers Association has said this is the best IPA in America. Like, this is the one that, like, it just, it nails it on all forms. Obviously, millions of people would disagree. um, But the Brewer Association is a bunch of old fogies who don't like those New England IPAs or those juice bombs or... Those kind of beers that they're not even like. They always give them a spot towards like, like eight, nine, or ten in those categories. Um, well, but yeah, for well, the for what this beer is, I think it is a very good beer.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not mad about it, and one of those things like when Paul you said like oh let's do this one for the mm-hmm. mixture tonight I was I was mad like I can get it here like that's great that what was something that I used to consider just kind of like a local, like regional like brewery. I, I can just find it down here in Florida. Like walking through my beer store today, they have the Imperial version of it on the shelves. Like I thought about grabbing that to make it, but I'm like, no, I want to have the same experience <laughs> as you guys. So I passed on it, but you know what? It's there. Maybe next time. I think we we'll both see. had I it
2: last know. year, Chris, and we didn't love it.
0: If If I remember correctly
2: okay. possibly I don't know uh but something we might love is something coming out of the news is that is that
1: true? Maybe. I don't know if I love it because uh I'll talk about this first because I guess I was way wrong in my opinion of what was happening with Disney and, oh and John uh, John, John sorry, was right, Joe and her agent suing, and John was super right. I was super wrong. I was like, oh, you know what? She had to file a lawsuit. It'll all get worked out. You know, there'll be a settlement and they'll figure this all out. And uh, no, after we recorded that, uh, there was like some haymakers thrown in the media being like, oh, Scarlett Johansson made two twenty million million off the deal. And she's not considerate of the, the pandemic that's going on. Mm, mm. And then uh, Scarlett Johansson's like, no, you promised me this money pay me my money i want my money and disney's like oh okay fine you want your money well now we're not paying you to do anything you're donezo i think i summarized yeah. it pretty well tower Terror, tower of terror Dunzo with
2: with yeah, scarlett uh, johansson yeah
3: yeah
0: yeah But, and the big thing is, like, she was signed on as a producer for that. So she was kind of stepping out of just being an actress in Disney Marvel movies. Like, she was kind of moving up their, like, the Disney ladder when it comes to the stuff that they're doing at the studios. Um, So I think this is going to be a lot messier than what originally it seemed to be, where it's like, no, you know, I didn't get the residuals and... That back-end stuff that I was promised because it was pushed out onto Disney Plus as well. Um, I don't think she needs that deal. I think at this time she's proven that she can kind of go wherever she wants and do whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for her on that. I mean, I don't blame her for feeling this way at all because, oh, well, it's shitty.
1: Yeah. They should have renegotiated the deal. Uh, I think it's really weird that Disney announced the new producer uh, for Tower of Terror is going to be Colin Jost. I think it's weird. I don't know who that is. He's married to Scarlett Johansson. Really? Yeah. I that he's, I, from, I, I he's from SNL. He does Weekend Update. I don't... I have with Michael, uh, he, with Michael I watched
2: them I twice watched do, the uh, forever. do that, and awesome. I had to turn it off both times because it was awful.
1: Oh, really? I've, I think that's great. A, I like Weekend I don't Update. Know, they gotten my favorite better, part of that. I was now. like,
2: these guys are the worst I've ever seen on this show.
1: Whoa.
0: Um,
1: yeah, but you're a Dennis <laughs> Leary
0: guy. <so.
2: laughs> uh, I'm a Kevin Nealon and Norm MacDonald <laughs> guy. Uh, you got uh, that, oh, baby? Okay. <laughs> I, it was a... Uh...
0: Annie Sure, I, I I I can't remember who did uh, weekend update after. Uh, Colin. Um,
1: oh yeah, uh, going back to Brooklyn. To Brooklyn, I don't uh, think so.
0: Um, what's his name? Colin, Colin Quinn. Yeah, uh, not a fan. Colin Quinn. Yeah, thank you. That that was probably my least favorite. Not that I've watched it in forever, but anyway, something I will be watching will be Thor: Love and Thunder. Uh, whenever that winds up, winds up coming out over the next year or two, uh, and we got our first actual leaked photos of Christian Bale as villain Gore the God Killer, and yeah, he looks really creepy and badass. And again, it's leaked photos from the set, like someone took them from a distance, just with their cell phone camera. Looks all gray. <laughs> Uh, it
2: looks spooky. That's, they've that's been taking those pictures him. and then putting it into his other movies. So I saw like uh, American Psycho, where he's standing behind the person about to chop him with the uh, the axe. But he's but he's in the, the
1: white kitchen knife. The
2: white uh, why won't this open for me? Is it because I sent it to uh, you guys? Why open?
1: I didn't I, I didn't look at it because you know again spo- kind of didn't need to be want to see any kind of spoilers for this movie. It's a movie I know I'm going to watch. Um, and I've heard that The Guardians will be appearing in this movie as well. So it seems like it's going to be an all-around fun time
0: with a god yeah. butcher. It could be. Um, uh, something else that would probably be an all-around fun time would be going to Walt Disney World and visiting the Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah. that They announced the pricing for last it's actually, I think it's been like two weeks since they put that out, but we didn't talk about it on the show. Uh, Paul, are you surprised by the outright audacity of what they're charging for this?
1: Uh, there's only a hundred rooms, and uh, they are going to price it. They, they are pricing it to the level that they think they can sell it at. And uh, yes, five thousand dollars a night base or er, uh, for a two night. A quote- unquote cruise so three days you arrive you you they have half a day there you do they also announced they like a sample itinerary with like all the stuff you can do with surprise story elements that last 15 to 30 minutes
0: it, I don't know how surprised it can be when it's actually put into your schedule of the itinerary
1: I don't you know there are some blank spaces in the itinerary so I think they were just like hey and guess what there's going to be some surprise moments in here. So, you know, just watch out for them. Like, I doubt that it'll actually appear on your itinerary as a surprise moment. I think there will be hooks that at each thing that you're doing that could lead to a surprise story moment.
0: I'm, um, I mean, again, this is very expensive. If you're two people are going, you're looking at like $5,000 for like the whole. Like two nights.
1: And this is three in days. their non peak season
0: rates. Yeah, this, this was like the lowest it will be. So it will be more expensive, especially mm-hmm. based on demand, because there are going to be people that are willing to and excited to pay for this. Okay. Um, in addition to your stay, you do get access to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios. Your meals are. Uh, I don't want to say complimentary because, again, you're paying $5,000. They're included. They're included? They're included. And then you get one quick service meal while you're at Galaxy's Edge, which, for those of you that haven't been to Galaxy's Edge, a quick service meal is... Yeah, that would be me. (laughs) It's basically just fast food Disney style. So you're looking at maybe like a $20 to $30 value max for that. Is that the Ronto Rep? That would be something like a Ronto wrap with okay. a side of chips or like the fried chicken breast with a side of mashed potatoes. I, like it's I have to say that Ronto wrap is pretty good. crazy out there.
1: It's good. It's $5,000 good is what I've heard. Ex- exactly. <laughs> is
0: it like, hey, I spent $5,000 for my vacation. You're taking me to a theme park and then someone's like, here you go, sir. Your Ronto wrap. Like, is I, I don't think there's enough value and fun that I could get out of this. It's probably going to be an awesome experience, but that's guaranteed, a price tag. Guaranteed ride
1: on uh, Rise of the Resistance, though. So guaranteed smugglers mm-hmm. um, run while mm-hmm. uh, and Falconer.
0: You, you don't need the guaranteed smugglers run. like mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's got to wait, but like you can pretty much just go on that whenever. Yeah, but um, Rise of the Resistance. That one's a little bit more enticing, but again, $5,000. And like you said, Paul, like, you do have an itinerary. So this isn't one of those things where you're saying, like, hey kids, we're going to Walt Disney World, we're gonna be staying at the Galactic Star Cruise, and then you're gonna take a day and go to Magic Kingdom or Epcot mm-hmm. or Animal Kingdom. Like for this like three days you are locked in to just staying at the resort and then your your shore day, I guess you call it at mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios. So I'm assuming this is going to be something that people do, and then maybe they transfer to another Disney yeah. resort if you're going for like an extended stay. So you can do that other stuff. I'm just not sure how Disney's going to sell this to those tourists that are like, they pay for the stay, and then they're like, "Oh, let's go to to Animal Kingdom. Where's the bus for that?" And then like, "What are you talking about, traveler? <laughs> We're up in space." You know what? <laughs> how, uh, there, how do you bridge that gap between storytelling true. and then trying to? Cater to the tourists that maybe aren't aware, like no, well, like, I you, think you think have that's to go why to the Sabak tournament right now. Like you can't go to Epcot.
1: I think the five thousand I think part of the five thousand dollars is that buy-in. Like you're not just willy-nilly booking this, you know, five thousand you're not throwing down five thousand dollars without being like, Whoa, 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 why is this so expensive? Like, what is this about? Like I think that weeds out some people. Like you overprice it. Kind of like when we did our Harry Potter night. And we were like, no, you have to come like in some sort of costume. You have to dress it kind of in world, just so people weren't being like, "Hey, where's the beer at?" I'm just going to sit here and drink, you know, and then make fun of the night, you know, make fun of everything the whole night. I but
2: shaped my I beard that's... off for that night.
1: <laughs> wow, that was some intense fire, and you
2: yeah. killed it. At that was Twitch. the first time I ever played beer pong, and I was you great represented- at it for some reason.
1: You were great at you were. And you were playing left-handed. The one time, left-handed. I mean, I I, I got that, uh, the been.
2: the winning the winning cup. But I shot it out of my butt. That's
0: that's a lie. But good, good I on you, my partner. Pink but eye.
1: But you know what I mean. Like I think that's yeah, it's,
0: wh- it's an expensive experience, and I know they're going to try to get that point across. But there's going to be people probably that still put that money down and then show up and then they're like. What what do you mean? I can't go to Magic Kingdom? Spent five thousand so, dollars. Like this. this is my oh, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna happen. Like this is people. I know. And then that next
1: year, Galaxy is, Galactic Cruiser will just be a a, a tensely themed a, a hotel, and it'll be just like the Grand Floridian or
0: it'll it'll know. be the same amount of money, but they won't yeah. have like all it'll be and, like mm-hmm. other in, stuff. In and there won't be a pool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No pool. S- Papa, so I want to go to the pool. The only thing you can cool off
2: is in the icy black. I would say space. in two, yeah, like in two years, it'll be.
0: Why are you talking like that, Mister Allen? I came from the haunted mansion. This is the only house I have. But
2: in two years, it 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 will just be a hotel. It won't be as expensive because. Mm-hmm. In those first two years, they're going to get everyone who's going to spend that money to go. And it's not going to be – it might be that couple that are like, oh, we love Star Wars and our kids love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. My wife doesn't like Star Wars. My kid doesn't know what the fuck's going on. We're not going to spend $15,000 for like a night in this place if i said to my wife i want to spend <laughs> i want to spend $5000 for me just to go do it she'd be like you got to be out of your mind like this is something
1: yeah but the three of us could get the hotel and it would only be $2000 per person
0: huh that's still huh? A lot, and that's going to circle me through to something that after the pricing had come out i researched cuz i was just curious and for $3,000, you can go on a seven-night European cruise. Like, a real cruise, not like a fake, hey...
1: Yeah, but I get seasick, so I don't want to go on a real yeah, cruise. Yeah, but you don't but, <laughs> I don't feel the waves. Uh, again, like... Unless it's really bad. Oh, I've never been on a cruise.
0: But that's the thing. Like, you can go on a real actual cruise to another country, appreciate the splendor of our world... For what you would pay just to come to Florida for two days. But our world is shit. I want to
1: escape into the outer <laughs> space, Chris. But, but it's okay. so, Paul, it's there. In,
2: without being funny, would this, would you pay to do that? Would you pay? Yeah.
1: No, it's too expensive. No, Paul. So I, I spent, what, uh, 100 bucks on a VR headset and 30 bucks on a. Star Wars video uh, video game, so I can feel like I'm piloting an A-wing fighter. I'm pretty much good at this point, especially
0: (laughs) right now, Paul. If I offered you a four night cruise to the Bahamas aboard Carnival Cruise from September 23rd to September 27th (laughs) for $200 a person, I mean, so $400, but that's I could I could just do that right now. Like I have that cash, like just in my cash jar. Like, aren't Slush ones amazing? They're, they're great. So but good. It's so hard to justify the $5,000 for yeah. two nights, like two and a yes. half days, when I could literally just drive to Port Canaveral and for $200, four night yeah. Bahamas cruise.
1: Yeah, but Delta variant, so I wouldn't do it.
0: Yeah, again, that's the thing, but they are cracking down where. A lot of the cruise lines coming into and out of Florida do require like proof of vaccination, so they they're doing what they can because they want to keep their business going. So again, like it,
1: it is what I it want, is. But I want to do it like, at Disney <laughs> World either right now because of you know if, if, you, if you're indoors you have to wear a mask and everything else. So it's like if yeah.
0: you want to cruise now. That's definitely the. time. I think
2: with plane tickets, it was probably a little more than two thousand dollars that Caitlin and I we went to Europe for two weeks for our honeymoon. Like we were able to do that less than it would be. And we stayed in Airbnbs and we were on, we were on uh, canals and we were near breweries. Like we had an amazing time and we did it for less than that for two weeks. You know,
0: this could literally be half of what they say. Like three thousand dollars for the two nights and I still like, ooh, that's too much. Like and like my benefits are well one day at the park, you get lunch at the park, guaranteed boarding group for Rise of the Resistance and Smugglers Run. That's not enough. Like it's yeah.
1: Well there's those high end priced hotels at Disney, you know those luxury or deluxe resorts, whatever they call them, and those are expensive, not $5,000, not 5000 a night expenses. Those
0: are still looking at, like, a couple hundred dollars a night, depending on, like, the room category where you're saying it's just, like, a regular room or suite or whatever. But, yeah, even...
1: Yeah, Disney is expensive. That's expensive. all I'm saying.
0: And even, expensive. like, when we went to uh, Disney years ago, I think it was, like, 120 something a night to stay at the... Yeah, all star, mm-hmm. you know, which again, not bad, but even those prices have gone up in the you know eight years.
1: I think it then. was just over a hundred after taxes, fees, and all that other BS. Yes, you know, yeah.
0: resort fee, resort
1: tax, or whatever it was. Because so, yeah. we're like, oh. it adds up so quick, and I, and you're not even getting the shuttle anymore from. No. The, but
0: they nothing to do with anything else, so we can get away from it after this. Um, Mears did announce that they will be running shuttles from the Orlando Airport to Disney property. And depending on where you're going, it's going to be a little bit different. But the price for the shuttles is literally the same price that we paid when we took the shuttle from the resort to Universal. It was like 30 bucks round trip, which is not bad. Like, Yeah, but how much is an Uber to your resort from the airport? Um it's probably a little bit more. Even if I want to take an Uber from my apartment to work, it costs me about twelve dollars. Okay. So from the airport to the resort, not not bad for a show. Especially round trip.
1: Yeah. Thirty bucks. So fifteen let's say fifteen. If it was twenty bucks for an Uber and I didn't need to make the other stops and I could get my Uber, you know, I'd probably do
0: Uber over it
1: and pay the ten bucks more.
0: I mean if you don't care about going anywhere else, Disney's still gonna have their transportation between like Property and their parks for everything. It's just not from the airport to wherever you are staying. But at that but, point, if you are spending that thirty bucks, like you know, if you have the points for your credit card, and you can rent a car for pennies a day. Like mm-hmm. at that point, you know what's going to be most which which be?
1: we've well then at Disney, you got to pay for parking unless you stay at the Galactic Cruiser, which valet parking is included. So I am just <laughs> saying, you are say, you're, you'd be a fool to stay anywhere else on property. Because otherwise they get you for parking.
0: I just imagine, Sorry, like, John. you pull up with your car and the, the keeping with the theming, it's like when Luke sees the Falcon for the first time. And, like, <laughs> you toss your keys to the valet and he's like, what a hunk of junk.
1: Careful, kid. This car's gotten me out of more scraps than you can imagine.
0: Can't believe, can't believe you grew here. <laughs> uh, anyways, I finished my beer. I'm ready for the next one.
1: Not a scratch. I got word now.
0: Oh, okay. I would love to see them keep with the theming. Mean, when you get your car back, it's been, like, torn apart by Jawas. It's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> the engine's gone. <laughs> oh, you gotta, you gotta trade them for it now. <laughs> Please, I just
2: want go home. I don't well, have the right? They took it all from me. I got charged Bloody for the tra- robe. I thought it was free. Oh.
0: I don't know. I it looks awesome. If I won a trip, I would not be mad about it at all. But it's not something I will be paying for. uh,
1: And if money was no object, like if I won the lottery, which I never pay, never play, yeah, I would definitely do it. I definitely would uh, dress up like a uh, Solstain, right? Uh, The Nynub. Oh, uh, Solstans.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Again, if money was no object, I would rather go. Like, on a real trip to another country before... I don't know. I mean, I can't say that because, again, I have spent $100 on a droid. I spent $200 on a lightsaber. I have multiple holocrons now. Like, I'm ready to give money to Disney. It's just this... This deal's just not sweet enough, and it's getting worse if, every moment. If money,
2: <laughs> If money was oh, no object, it, it would be something that I would pay for for, like my friends and I to go together. Like, yeah,
1: but yeah, that would, would be, be because, you're, Oh, you're, you want to be a smuggler? Yeah. you be the smuggler. No, I'm sorry, but, but
2: also if money was no object, we probably would have already gone to Germany for Oktoberfest or been to this Belgian brewery. Like if money was no object, I would be, I would have already have done all this stuff. So doing spending 5,000 for, for this would be yeah. nothing. It would be like, oh yeah, let's go do it. Like, guys, guys weekend. Let's go do it, like yo, you know.
1: Surprised that your 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 beer pong career didn't uh, come <laughs> to fruition well, after I, shooting. I uh, gave I gave my my partner
2: butt. pink eye.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got the mm. bad case of E. coli. He died. Uh, no, that was the opposite Ooh. team. <laughs> uh, Was that all we had for news? Uh, I don't know.
0: uh, I guess. We went too long. We we talked about a lot of other stuff in there, so it's okay. But guys, that's going to head us into the list, which is going to be the comic books we're looking forward to coming out August 18th, 2021. I think that's how we say it. I don't know. Guys, I think there's going to be a character
1: coming out of the Marvel universe that's going to have a real moment. Like, uh, and that character is getting its own his own comic book, and we're going to get to delve into his origins. That's right, Kang the Conqueror, number one coming out from Marvel Comics, r- written by Jackson LaZang, uh, also co- uh, Colin Kelly, artist uh, Carlos Mangno and uh, Epson Grunt. Oh uh, man, Gunter, there's I should have reread read, read <laughs> these before Gun. Gunndans. Gunndans. Uh and there's a lot of variant cover. It's Grun- a, if all It's okay. Grun- it's okay. Entjern. Okay. That's been, I I feel sorry. Shh. I should not know how to pronounce it.
0: It's okay, baby. It's okay. It's okay.
1: But yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna see uh, Kang's origin and him dealing with uh, the cycle of his own life. So there we go. I, seems,
2: seems. This fun. was also something seems that fun. I was this thinking a good about jumping picking, on point.
0: but number one.
2: It seems fun. I would have liked, like, I would like more of just a Kang story. Does this character need a origin, or is it great that he just shows up and he's a pharaoh, or he just shows up and it's like, I've conquered time, or he shows up and he's a hero, he's, uh, armor lad, you know? It, it, it's, it's like, it's better than. When he yeah. just shows up and he is something versus like, oh, this is his quote unquote start. But of course, tying into yeah. the cinematic universe, like this is something for those people who just saw Loki. And like you said, Paul, like I just watched Loki and Kang's going to be a big character. I should get this book like
1: I'm there. I just want to stop seeing the clickbaity article saying that he's, uh, you know, Oh, the, the villain at the end of Loki, how he ties into the Fantastic Four. I'm like, no. No. I don't like the idea that Kang is, like, Franklin Richards' son, grandson or something like that. Like, you know. No. good. Yeah. How about you guys? What books are you looking forward to? Some another character that's yeah, a uh, great Yeah, uh, the moment.
2: character I'm picking is going to be a a Marvel show, uh Soon Enough Paul. And I'm going with Moon Knight number 2. Uh we Ooh. reviewed this book last uh look back. Um what, in June? July, July's look back. Um yeah, Chris drama. and I both really liked it. Chris or Paul was so-so on it. Um, but I'm looking forward to number two, and this is by Jed McKay and art by Alessandro Capacino. And um, yeah, I'm 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 on board for this series right now. So hopefully, I won't keep picking it. But uh, I liked it, and I want to read it again.
1: Yeah, of all the Moon Knight number ones, that was a Moon Knight number one.
0: Uh, that I were No, it was a I good see, one. It was it. Actually this is my favorite good. version of Moon Knight, so I'm, I'm glad you're going to yeah. be picking this up. Chris? Uh, something I'm going to be picking up, continuing with my buying the Batman Secret Files, is actually going to be Clown Hunter number one. Uh, in the fallout of the Joker War, we're going to be getting more Clown Hunter, who was a kid or teenage vigilante who was taking out all the clowns around the city. Um apparently he's still operating and active. I haven't picked up much Batman stuff recently. I'm still like 2 years behind on reading my detective comics stuff. Um but I liked this character when we were reading the Joker War stuff. He in, just
2: had like a snippet at, in the
0: in a last year.
2: It was wasn't it one of the Joker the Joker annual? Yeah, he books? was in one of them. Right? Wasn't it the 50th anniversary Joker? It was, it was
0: it was something yeah. from was actual like Joker War where the Joker had taken over Gotham and Bruce Wayne was like bankrupted because the Joker had like bought out everything like through shell corporations uh, and was taking over the entire city. Uh Clown Hunter was someone that was fighting backs and he's just like a kid with a mohawk and like a bat that has the batarang in it. And he was just
2: Can I ask one favor, Chris? You read this book you read this Don't book you before you put it on the look back list and if it's worth reading then we uh
0: uh let me see let me see if i have anything for i didn't
1: we didn't really like either 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 of the other
0: secret no paul i know i I didn't like either okay no no
1: i didn't want to speak for you
0: okay
2: Uh, were you not part of
0: the the conversation
2: paul when we talked about those books and how much we didn't like them (laughs) you were part of the conversation right (laughs) i thought i was there
0: it's yeah, already on the list. We'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. You, you guys add some stuff to the list because so far it's just my I books two for all on there. So I'll put those on there.
1: Yeah, and punchline was introduced, but I feel like clown hunter seemed like an idea that came from. Remember, there was going to be a video game called like Gotham City Imposters, where it
0: was there was a game called Gotham City. Oh, there Gothers. was. It, it was come the out. only. Um, Kind of like team shooter I've ever played, actually, because it was available on Xbox Live. Didn't you play Overwatch
1: for a little?
0: You um, tried it. I've played Overwatch, yeah,
1: but you didn't. But not you played Gotham City Imposters more. Yeah, I played that. So one. So that's like the one that you would say. Okay, first,
0: yeah, because it was fun. I actually really enjoyed it, and he does seem kind of in that universe.
2: You played that cool. Transformers. You played that Transformers one too.
0: Um, I played that one, but I didn't really play it online too much. I did some of the stuff. You did. I think you're just a fucking liar. Maybe I am.
1: You just love teen-based shooters, Chris. It's your. Fa- it's one of it's your like, favorite things. It's like John's
0: RPGs. <laughs> he doesn't play them, but then he does. It's, it's like us and not drinking. We we are always drinking. And speaking about liking to drink, that's going to head us into our next beer, which is coming to us from North Coast Brewing Company. And this is their Old Rasputin Russian Imperial Stout, uh, sitting high at 9% ABV and... Man, does this beer hide that really well? Um, right off the bat, it's just a delicious, dark, deep, rich coffee and you get a n- nice little bitter on it. Um, it's hard to believe this is nine percent because there's no alcohol at all here. like that alcohol is in the other room somewhere because <laughs> I I'm trying to wrap my head around it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's still a good
2: beer. Like I had six check-ins to this on untapped and they were all, I gave it like a four at each one.
0: Uh, I had it at a four. The last time I had checked into it was back in 2014. And I'm sure I've probably had it at least once more since then, but it's not something that I pick up often because yeah, I know I did enjoy this beer, uh, I had no reason to because there's other stuff that I would pick up before it. Um, there's stuff I would pick up just to try it before I'd go back to this one. Um, it, much like, uh, previous time we did this, I wish it just had a little bit more of that sweetness to it just to kind of like keep me going back because it's been a minute since I took a sip and I still had that kind of like coffee ground Bitter, like I had a, yeah, I made a pot of coffee, is, and I, it, it's been sitting on the burner. And I decided, like three hours later, like, oh, let me, uh, let me go warm up my cup, and then like you drink it, and it's just like so, like burnt down that like all that moisture is evaporated, and it's just like that coffee syrup on the bottom. The sweetness is
2: in there in your initial sip, mm-hmm. and then it yeah. It's right there, it hits you on the sides of the tongues, but then it rolls into that roasty bitter. But my question for you guys is Is this already a black IPA? In art like that bitter is kinda that hoppy bitter that you'd get in a black
1: IPA. See, I'm not see I get bitter roastedness and then the uh, what is that? Myanmar? Not Myanmar, that's a country. Um- umami Umami No, not Umami. The, the reaction of, like, burning a uh, carbohydrate so it sweetens up, like toast. There's a reaction, like, when you sear meat. Um, oh, okay. Uh, it's like cooking. <laughs> yes, cooking. That cooking flavor. That cooked flavor. Um, is there. I know. The, the bitter's Obviously, there, I always act like I'm crazy, but, you know, it's only because
0: I, I'm not th- good at words. I think the bitter <laughs> that you're getting, it's more just like that kind of coffee bitter than yeah, it is like a, a hot bitter
2: there's a bitterness to it but that bitterness you could it 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 has kind of that
0: hoppy bitter to it is all i'm gonna say i mean there's I've, I've drank like half my glass which i figured oh like you know i would just sip this while we're getting into the main topic and then i could just pour my two-hearted into it i've drank a lot more of this in the last like four minutes than i thought i would have because they is enough depth of flavor that after I take a sip, I'm kind of like, oh, like, let me go back. I need to revisit this again. Um, I, I, I do really like it. I mean, I knew I would, but.
2: I, I, I kept it as at a four on untapped. Like, I was just like, yeah, you I know, like. What? And here's the thing, too, is like, name another Russian Imperial on the. Like, what is the other Russian Imperial that you've seen on your shelf
0: recently? It's not something that's out there and like available to buy. Yeah, it's it's
2: a dying, it's a dying style.
1: I like have this... one more Otter
2: Creek in the fridge. Oh, Paul! I think I brought one back to you. I think uh, there's one on my my shelf as well. So other that
0: is probably Rus- no longer good. I know other Russian imperial stouts I've checked into recently. Uh, Two from Ellipsis with the Did I Do That and Dinosaur Chaps, With Dinosaur Chaps was their, uh, I think it was like Asian uh, Buffalo Trace Bourbon Barrels. Um, Love Below from Funky Buddha. Uh, Brewery Omegang's King of the North. But even that was like 2018. So it's, yeah, not something that's readily available. And even in 2018, I I checked into Red Army from 42 North. Oh yeah, Red Army was good. Not something. Uh, also, the next closest one after that was in 2017, uh, Firestone Walker Parabola. Hmm.
1: I think I have. I know I have some Firestone uh, Anniversary Ales in the in the basement fridge uh, for as well. Um,
0: and then after that, Blacor Unidragon from Clown Shoes, which delicious as well. But yeah, um, I, I like this. I don't know if it's something that I'm just going to pick up again. Just a habit. Um, I grabbed a four pack of it. I don't know if you guys did as well, or if you yeah. just picked up a single. I, I just grabbed a, a single
1: bottle. I didn't have the option to grab a single bottle where I was at, so I picked up a four pack. I'm not mad. I'm um, pretty happy.
0: Pretty I'm stoked. Not, I'm not mad either, but I think those are going to be sitting in my fridge longer than the founder's breakfast outsour because those are just like good enough as they were that I can go back to it. Um, this I, I need to take my time with a little bit more, I think. Do you? Because you said you've drank know, more said, of, it drank of it a minute. I don't know. But when I get home from work, my thought's not going to be like, you know what I need? This really dark, dry stuff.
1: Well, yeah, man. When I'm coming home from work this week, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking about. Make them 10-degree freezers. <laughs>
0: that's just because you want to bask in the death of the... Uh... Oh, yeah, that, what, I don't, what's their name? Baskin did that family. Of, being,
1: of not being alive? Yes. I, that's always true.
0: The Russians! Catherine the Great!
1: Who are they? You On mean the station. Romanovs? Yeah, the Romanovs. Thank you. The last the last hours of Russia.
0: Yeah. This is a weird story. If you don't know what it is, look into it.
1: But yeah.
2: Uh, the Catherine the Great, um, they did a Hulu show. Which was actually really, really
1: good. Yeah, I don't think Catherine the Great wasn't part of the Romanovs. I don't think. Was well, she she, would, she was before. She was a she was a, she yeah well she was a before. Russian
0: yeah czar czarist, yeah. czarist? Oh, Paul, uh, this just in what you were actually talking about before oh. was the Maillard reaction,
1: oh, the, which yeah. is
0: known to be the chemical reaction between amino acids. Uh, and reducing sugars that gives brown food a distinctive flavor. Is that what you were talking about? Yes, yes. Okay, no. okay. so
2: that's like when you sear steak, fried dumplings, cookies, other kinds of biscuits, breads, toasts, uh, marshmallows, like marshmallows on a fire. Oh, yeah. That's what uh, you were like, talking Paul, about.
0: Many foods undergo that reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So people would
1: just know what I was talking about just by bringing it up the way I did, or
0: or what John said, cooking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the main topic. <laughs> no, no. Paul, Paul, we, we can't Snap get into the main me topic yet. out of this yet. conversation. It's fine.
0: Can't get into you the know. main topic yet. You know why? Oh, right. We got to start off with a dramatic <laughs> reading.
1: I thought yeah, that's what you guys just did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Paul sent us what the reaction was that he was looking for. And I just saw reaction. it. It, it, Paul, it needed to be a thing. It had to have some room to
1: breathe. I, I, I wanted to uh, let you guys know that it wasn't crazy. There is a word for it, other than cooking, because <laughs> it's a specific type of flavor
0: that happens due to cooking.
2: It's a specific type of cooking.
0: Yeah. Do you think this was uh, named after Marin Cotillard? Because it's kind of like a portmanteau of her name.
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I bet, know who I bet she it is. was. I don't know who.
0: Anyways, and now, a dramatic reading from Star Wars The High Republic, number 5, page 19, panel 14.
1: The entire frontier is under attack by the Dregor, and nothing, and neither of us, can stop them on our own. What are you suggesting? That we join forces? Preposterous. The five families will never condone it.
0: And that was a dramatic reading from Star Wars: The High Republic, number five, page nineteen, panel four. Uh Paul, this seems you want- like a good jumping on point. Mm-hmm. Paul, did you want to do that in the original Huttese?
1: Uh, I, I would have. Oh, oh, from-
0: oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice, you, you jagunubata, no panta fudo. <laughs> I hate the word poodoo so much. Anyways, guys, main topic, great Marvel movie retrospective, part 19. Guys, we're at what I think is the culmination of the first two phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Actually, at this point, is not three phases? It's, it's three the, phases. It's, it think it's wraps up the game
1: to the saga, shows. right?
0: Let me uh, show notes, because I thought I had them broken down by phase. Okay, this is officially, we're in phase three right now. Yes. Um, Yeah. Man, this is a really big movie. Uh came out in 2018, directed by Joe and Anthony Russo, who we've previously seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with their contributions to uh, Captain America Civil War, Captain America... Did they do Winter Soldier as well? Yes, they I did. They did. Winter yes. Soldier, yes. Um, yeah. So not strangers to the universe you or the franchise.
1: You, you know how I? No, wait, that's a community actor. Never mind.
0: No, because because they put community actors in actors. all of their. Yeah, because their in Winter self.
1: Soldier, uh, one of the character, uh, one of the shield agents that was just doing the tech
0: stuff. Oh ah, yeah, it was uh, a, Danny Pudi who played Abed. Mm-hmm. There's also Huey was in Ducktales fun Disney fact there. Um, usually when we go through these, we kind of list who's coming in and who's starring as who in the movies. Um, I'm not going to do that this time because this is it's everyone. a cast. And it's literally everyone that had been in a Marvel movie before gets some time to shine in this, which is absolutely nuts that it's able to draw on so much of the cinematic universe history and still make sense and I don't want to say have it stand on its own because you definitely need to know who a lot of these people are and just kind of some of those story beats that it's like picking up off of but there's no like direct like draw connection like you're able to jump into this and if you have like that passing knowledge of stuff from the cinematic universe like you can you can kind of come into this like the only thing you really need to have watched before it is or Ragnarok.
1: Uh, two people that are missing Major... Well, three. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp do not make an appearance in this one. And also Hawkeye doesn't make an appearance in this as well. Uh, which I they, think they just... They, they explain, explain, they explain away, it. yeah, Explain away, yeah. that He's retired. He's spending time with his family, Hawkeye. And uh, Scott Fang is under house arrest.
0: And we do get to see that kind of come back in Endgame. So I, I think they... They knew people were going to be wondering about that in the lead-up to it. But yeah, this this movie pretty much picks up right at the end of uh, Thor Ragnarok. And when I say end, I mean the post credit scene where you have Thanos' ship riding up on the uh, Asgardian rescue vessel that everyone was aboard when they were trying to escape uh, well, Ragnarok.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah. And I mean you have two of earth's mightiest avengers Thor and the Hulk getting getting their asses handed to them uh right in the first first little bit of this movie and
1: uh, I, I it's Oh, go ahead, Paul. Oh, we also see the death of the first avengers villain happen at the hands of Thanos, being like, yeah, you, you were the big bad before, but here I am, I'm taking my place as a big bad. Yeah, let me
0: take you to school. Uh, and I think that's really where this movie shows that it knows what it's doing, because it starts off really strong. Like, there's no introduction to this movie. Like, it literally begins with the rescue ship from Thor Ragnarok being pretty much decimated, people dead. And everyone kind of already on the ropes.
1: It starts got- with a voice. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh go ahead. I'm excited yeah. for this little
0: bit of trivia. It starts with a, uh, with
1: a, vo- a disembodied voice saying, hey, this is an guardian ship. We're, we're, we're not we-, we have no weapons. Uh, please give a distress call. And you guys know who the voice is? I do. That's uh, Kenneth-, Kenneth Branagh. Leinhard. Oh,
0: sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, yes, he knew it. Uh, See, so yeah, I... I learned that just looking stuff up for the show. Yeah, uh, And if that sounds familiar, you also heard us mention Kenneth Branagh when we talked about the original Thor movie because he was the director of that. Didn't come back for anything after that, but, you know. Which is good. good. It's good that he was in there. uh, And I like that they kind of paid respect to that with having him come back to voice that distress call.
2: Um, And again, this being the culmination of of all those... Of all those movies, Um, you also have – I I think this movie right in the beginning sets you up for this is not going to be your normal Avengers movie. Like I said, Hulk, um, Thor being beaten by Thanos, you have uh, Heimdall being killed, you have Loki being killed. Like, those are pretty big characters that – and fan favorite, Loki, like – being killed like that's pretty big and that sets up this roller coaster of these heroes trying to come together across the universe to defeat thanos
0: and it's crazy that they kind of started out this big and i'm glad that they did but for a while and i know i wasn't alone this but a lot of people thought that Heimdall was going to be kind of the link to the Soul Stone because he had the orange color eyes. He could see, like, people's souls wherever they were in the universe. <laughs> uh So for them to start off with killing him off, and especially after he was such a badass in Thor Ragnarok, I'm glad we got to see him actually do, do something. Because... Even after watching Suicide Squad the other night, you yourself was badass. I'm like, I want more from that guy. And I'll be getting it because he's going to be voicing Knuckles in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Just wanted to mention that because so, didn't. H- <laughs> forgot h- about it. How, how big of a nerd is he? Because he's
2: done three comic book movies and he's doing a video
1: game. I think he likes paychecks. I think. I think
0: he likes the money. He might, but also he doesn't phone anything. Yet. Like everything you, everything you see him, and you are like, oh, his yeah. hot one's like, interview. He yeah. brought it during that.
2: Yeah. Well, even then they bring up how he DJs, how he's like he won a karate tournament. Like,
1: I think the around, guy just likes working.
2: He's just an all-around badass dude. And yes, I said three movies. Do you guys not remember that he was in Ghost Rider 2? I forgot
1: Ghost Rider I, forgot about I was that. like the Losers because I talked about... Oh, he's
2: stuff. in the Losers. Oh, four. So of course. Wait,
1: what? Watch movies. Thor. Uh, Suicide Squad, now. Well, okay, and then Ghost Rider so Yeah, I, that's I, I, four. Wait, when did I see Ghost Rider 2? Paul, you so probably that's... never did because
2: we probably picked it for a movie fix. <laughs> and I and then never you refused it. to go see it.
1: Yeah, because it's... I mean, you you weren't wrong for feeling that way, either.
2: Yeah. It's better um, than the
1: first one. So and it's also better than Human Centipede, which basically I
0: watched on cast <sighs> <forward> because... <laughs> Anyways, um, how do you guys <laughs> feel about them kind of... I don't want to say... Kind of
1: them. giving a meta-commentary by having Kenneth Branagh, the director of the first Thor movie, ask for help, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy show up, and basically write the ship for Thor... uh, No. And save Thor? Because they basically make Thor into Guardians of the Galaxy? They they do.
2: And then they make him a member of Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy? So it's all
1: meta commentary?
0: (laughs) I think already at that point, Thor's been established and built in on enough in the Avengers movie that they kind of did that course correction already, and they just moving him into like Ragnarok just kind of made the character more likable because they had already redeemed him.
1: Oh, okay. Well, Chris, I'm sorry. You were obviously going someplace else. I was going to keep trying to drive t- the
0: podcast forward, and, so that's and fine. And then
1: I tied it into my weird meta-commentary theory.
0: Uh, how do you guys feel about Thanos already having the Power Stone? And some hand-waving, because we're told later on that he had already laid waste to Xandar where the Power Stone had been hidden. Do you think that's something you rather would have seen? Or nope. is it okay because what's Xandar going to do to mm-hmm. Thanos? Like, because we already saw Xandar get its butt kicked by the uh, pie maker.
1: I'm sorry, um, Ronan the Accuser. You know, wh- it, wh- to who had the ships from Thanos. You know, the yeah. uh, neck
0: Nec- lord Necro- ships. Lord. No, not Necro- Necro- Necromorphs. That's from...
1: Yeah. Um,
2: D- but D- that's, that's from Vin Diesel's... Uh, um, The pitch black movies, Riddick, Chronicles of Riddick. I can't remember.
1: My action vehicles.
2: Oh, yes, that was it. The cooking vehicles, also (laughs) known as food trucks. (laughs) The
1: food food trucks from Thanos, you know, the Thanos food trucks. They've already kind of like went in and, yeah, so let's start off right with the action. Okay, we really don't know Xandar's power level, but, hey, dude, we know Asgard. Asgard's full of gods. And we got we, the Valkyries. We got Thor. We,
2: we do know their power level, because they got their ass kicked. Yeah. And the Guardians needed to come in and save them, because Rodin was definitely going to destroy them.
1: They made it all the way to the planet. And they had the Ravengers help him. They did? Yeah. At least that one band of
2: I I don't think we needed it, because this movie is already like one of the longest marvel yeah. movies. So we didn't need it. He's already got the stone that and you know, I don't make sense. And
0: also I don't know if that's going to be a more engaging story to start off on versus seeing like Thor and Loki and Heimdall like suffering. And then that also lets us set up Hulk getting his ass handed to him and then sent away. Yeah, I didn't need to see John C. Riley's but get kicked. Oh, but don't you wanna? No. No, I like John C. Riley. Yeah. Um, so, heading back over to Earth, we get our introduction to where Tony and Pepper Potts are now. Uh, with Tony having a dream about them having a child uh, named after her uncle Morgan, who will eventually see they do actually have a child named Morgan. A daughter, not a son like he originally dreamed. Uh, kind of a nice little setup for something that's going to be coming later. And later on in the movie, where you have Tony going up into space and then Pepper trying to talk him down. Something that everyone's been talking about since this came out, where she's trying to get him to come back. She says, Tony, I'm... And then, like... The call cuts out. Do you think she was trying to say, yeah. like, hey, I'm pregnant, I'm going to have a baby? Or do you think it was literally just like, Tony, I'm going to kill you, like, get back down or something. stuff? Or, Tony,
1: I'm losing the connection on the phone. Uh, Tony, I'm breaking up. Or, Tony, I can't hear you. Tony, I'm having a hard time hearing you. Tony, you know, regular phone call stuff, people. There's so much stuff that you say on the phone just involved with phone calls. I think it's very it's very
2: easy, to, to, especially with how this script is written and how if you're not paying attention to stuff, you'll miss it. I, I think she is saying she's pregnant.
0: Because that was my read on it, especially when it was brought up when they're in the park. And then she's just kind of like hand-waving it away because she doesn't want to give him that kind of bargaining chip, almost. Like, she's,
1: what is she, uh... Peter over here, she denies it like three times. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, what you're trying
2: to say, Paul, is the Millard reaction. (laughs) You know, cooking.
1: She's like, no, we're not. No, definitely not. And then all of a sudden on the phone, she's like, Tony, I'm pregnant. Like, well, I think there's. Was she going to have a gender reveal? Is she the next villain?
2: I think she's somebody who's worked for Tony Stark for years and knows that she needs to guide him a certain way. And to let him know that she thinks she's pregnant before she has been to the doctors and knows those things, but she might have taken a test. You want to know beforehand how real it is, but also get off that fucking spaceship i think i might be pregnant is a, is a big deal yeah
0: also a big deal uh hulk landing in doctor strange's sanctum sectorum uh right when wong's trying to put in his sandwich order now next question does wong strike you as a tuna melt kind of guy i could
1: see him not eating uh being a
0: pescatarian yes okay. But cheese. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. I could see him having problems with cheese. Yeah.
1: Eh, dairy. You know what? No, Never mind. I could see him enjoying dairy. Hmm.
2: Uh, as a lactose intolerant person, dairy never, or cheese never really bothered me.
1: Hmm. What because about later ice- on, in a later scene, what about ice cream? he enjoys Ben and Jerry's ice cream.
0: Because yeah. that's a fun scene. Like, after everyone kind of finally gets brought into the table and we start learning about the looming threat. Um, we find out Ben & Jerry's actually does make flavors based off of the Avengers with stark raving hazelnuts and a hunk of hulk of burning fudge. Uh, discussion question. What do you think the other flavors are from that line? Because oh. <laughs> apparently Captain America has to be like an apple pie one. Like vanilla ice cream, like apple pie filling, like, and then like pastry crumbles on top. We got it's pretty extravagant it's, for so you a back in 50s kid. It's,
1: it's American as apple pie though.
2: it is <laughs> going
0: to be like a cracker jack one like
2: you you got to also think about when Ben & Jerry's do, does this they put way too many toppings in those things. Like Paul what's in the the Jimmy Fallon one?
1: It's uh the, I don't know Oh, that one's the chocolate covered potato um, chips? Potato chips and like a fudge swirl
0: is there cookie dough Cause in it? Because it's as called well? like the tonight dough, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of a dream, which is my favorite. Which that's is the this,
0: Steve this, C- Colbert. was Co- it. Steve
1: Colbert, and that's the uh, waffle, the like a waffle cone with chocolate covered waffle chips in a sweet, sweet cream uh, ice cream with a like a some sort of swirl. It's either caramel or uh, chocolate swirl, and I enjoy that. One. And enjoy. Um, but my favorite, which I'm going to say right now, is for Black Widow. It's the rebranding of From Russia with Buzz, which is a uh, espresso flavored ice cream with a amaretto swirl with chocolate covered espresso bean chunks.
0: That sounds so, good. That's,
1: that's the good. Black Widow one.
0: Can we get like maraschino cherries in there too? No, no. We
2: already no, got the no. amaretto. You already got At the, the amaretto, amaretto
0: to give that cherry on Don't
1: omelet. mess with don't mess with me finally getting back like from Russia with ben ice plus, cream which is my favorite Ben & Jerry's ice cream of all time that's never come back since college. I
2: do enjoy Cherry's Garcia. It's, it's, it's a good it's, a, it's, it's probably one of my more favorite Ben & Jerry's. But I'm not necessarily a Ben & Jerry's guy. I I usually go for other brands. Hmm.
1: I would say fish food is now, uh, you know, in their world is named after Doctor
0: Strange, it's just kind of hippie.
2: See, I don't think Doctor Strange would have
0: one. Yeah, I don't think, think it's a big enough like presence. Oh, like, so you
1: would need you would need the original. Uh, what what did they call them? The uh, New York Heroes, heroes in New York. Yeah, like your. So, like, what's yeah, the Thor it, one going to be? Thor would be a uh, blue raspberry. Because it kind of has a zing with a lemon. Like, mm. you you want something with a zing, with a pop. Maybe with popping candies, you know, because oh. of thunder. Mm. You know, the, the thundering, lightning kind of thing. But, but you how do you Liz- get them to not, in ice cream, not already pop? I, I mean, don't know. They do it with Oreos, John. Yeah, they bake it into a cookie. No, they do it inside the filling. It's in the <laughs> filling. Yeah, but the filling's not wet. It's... Is that ice dry. cream? Yeah, but... It's frosted. pretty solid. Maybe you do it, you freeze it, and then you put the popping candies on top, and as it melts, I mean, you know, I... There you go. I'm not I a Ben and Jerry's wizard. Concerned. I think we need to take a pause. We need to get
2: Dr. Millard on here so he can explain <laughs> more cooking for us. I don't
1: know if we can get Dr. Millard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Would it be Chef Millard? I wasn't, I wasn't serious about the pause. I just... Oh, I wrote down the time because I oh. thought
1: you were Chris well, We haven't it until Chris got
2: we it paused, so there's no reason to pause. We can okay, keep what talking are, about ice creams.
1: Okay, what would your Thor Chris's idea? X. Okay, so what's your Thor idea if you don't like the I'm popping thinking, rocks?
2: I'm thinking blueberry lemonade with pop rocks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, the uh, Mallard reaction. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what's your Thor thing then? Um... My thought, I think it would be much more, like, Scandinavian Norse influence. So it would be... Fish like heads. pickled fish and, like, mead. Like, a honey ribbon in there. Just not, not good. It would be, like, the worst selling of all of them. I don't pay attention to... I, I really, like...
2: It's fun to to do this, but it's like, I don't know enough... Crazy zany ice cream things.
0: It's it's okay. It was just a fun question because man, it's not a lot of fun coming up in this movie Cause the Hawkeye time...
1: doesn't get one. I'm just saying.
0: No Hawkeye would not. No, no. It's just those four. It's they they put it up as like a fan voting thing on their like website or Instagram, and nobody voted for the Hawkeye one. Everyone thought it actually had eyes of hawks in it. I I don't like anything that's like. Overly like hazelnut flavor, too. Like, it's just not like the flavor profile I like. Yeah. Like, a Nutella every now and then, like, if it's on like a crepe or yeah, something.
2: Yeah, but you, it's fine. I've seen you eat like 15 Forever Rachels. That you're thinking about, Paul?
0: <laughs> oh, I don't. actually don't really enjoy Forever outside of, like, Rachels the either. Rogue hazelnut porter, like, it's not like a... Like, something that I gravitate towards. And I even, haven't even had that beer in like probably like 10 they years. But they don't. I don't think they make probably it anymore. Probably don't. Um, And other things that they don't make anymore, flip phones? I don't know. Maybe they do. Um, but once you're a drug dealer and you need a burner.
1: But that's kind of the joke of it, right? Because Tony Stark
0: looks at it and is like, oh. I can't believe I'm holding on to it. Well, Steve gives it to Tony at the end of Civil War and says, like, hey, if you ever need me, just call. So... At this point we're two years after the events of Civil War because we know that Hulk wasn't there for it. He's been missing since Age of Ultron, and Ragnarok tells us that he's been gone for two years. So Tony keeps Steve's like emergency phone in his pocket after everything has happened. Is that And, char- and, and keeping charge In and charge? And ready to go.
1: Uh, he's got that nanobots charging. It's wireless <laughs> charging, guys.
0: Uh, so fun fact about the burner phone that Steve gives to Tony, the phone number that you see there is actually a real phone number. It doesn't start with 555. I was going to call it, um, but then I decided to Google it first just to see if anyone has done it before. Uh, it turns out that it is a real phone number. It's disconnected, but originally the Russo brothers wanted it to be an Easter egg that you could call and you would get uh, Steve Rogers voicemail. Before it would hang up on you. But Disney didn't want to go for it, so they didn't make it an actual thing. Uh, but I always like when movies do one of those, like, hey, here's our website. You can actually go to the real website. Or here's the phone number, and you can call the phone number. No
1: you know who used to do that was uh, How I Met Your Mother. They had a couple websites that they mentioned on the show, and they actually had... I
2: thought you were going to talk about Lost...
0: Lost it. Uh, We read a comic book that had Iron Man get, like, put his phone number out there, and if he called it, you would hear, like, a voicemail from Thor. Can't remember when that happened. It was a couple years ago now. Um, But yeah, we get the actual start uh, of the build with the Black Order attacking New York because they're here for the Time Stone. Uh, Which leads us into our Stan Lee cameo for this movie, where he's the bus driver that's taking Peter Parker. And his class to MoMA because they were on a field trip. Uh, fun. I, I don't have a lot to say about this one. Like, what's the matter? You never seen a spaceship before? It's it's a Stan Lee line. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: do you think when they wind up getting wherever they wind up going? Because they're probably not going to go to MoMA once everything happens. Do you think people realize like, hey, what Where's happened Peter? to Peter Parker? Like, because he jumps out the window.
1: No, because they're all distracted. Nobody's looking for Peter. Peter's, like, the only person that there, would be looking for Peter's Ned.
0: There has to be some tired parent or teacher on there that has, like, a manifest, and it's like, Peter Parker?
1: Oh, yeah, Ned says, N- Ned's the last one to get. On. He They have this whole thing played out. Ned's the last one to leave the bus, and the, the teacher goes, hey, where's Peter? Oh, no, he already got off. He he said to his stomach he was feeling upset when he was... His stomach felt upset and he was gonna puke in the bushes. He had the bad and, poops.
2: And you know that Aunt May knows. Yeah.
1: From uh From yeah, the from uh, Civil War. The end of that. No. Spider Man Homecoming. Oh, the first Spider Man? Homecoming? But the but we get to see, more importantly, the uh, Peter uh Peter tig- uh tickle.
2: Spider Spider Sense?
1: No, no, the it's, Peter tickle t- tickle. So That's what May calls it. it.
0: They don't use Spider-Sense in there. Uh, But we get a really cool fight scene with Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Spider-Man popping up in there. Nothing from the Hulk after his initial fight with Thanos. He's got a little bit of that stage fright happening. I kind of like this arc, just in the retrospect that we have from Ragnarok, where Thor was so in control while they were on Sakaar, and now he just... He will not come out. He wants nothing to do with anything.
1: I do like it that then we get the payoff with Professor Hulk mm-hmm. in the next movie. I did find it by the end of this movie when I first watched it, very annoying. I'm like, Hulk, come on, buddy. You got to come out. No! Like at the end of fight when he's fighting, call, whatever. Because they never name any of these they don't, aliens. Yeah. But we're supposed to know them because of the
2: comic. No, I think then, you're supposed to know that it. that's the big one. That's the one that uses mind control. That's the woman Gamora and uh Nebula. Like those are those those characters, you know, those are the, that's that team. Like you should just you don't need to have those characters named. If this movie slowed down to name those characters. Yeah. That that's just true. add more runtime to this I, movie. And what does it matter? Yeah, I, y- you said that and I went, oh yeah, I didn't know those kind of characters.
0: I don't, but I don't I know think the, the big... movie gains anything from giving them names at all. Like, I don't think it loses anything from them not being named. Like, they get named the one magician person yeah, because NaNo
1: says them. Yes, lamar Yeah. lamar is dead. Yeah. Stay. Stay keeps on extracting a heavy burden or whatever it is.
0: So I don't. I don't think they needed to because you you know they work for Thanos and they're the people that he's sending in his stead to get that time stone. So you know they're they're going to be threats. Uh, I I think it works. Um, looking at my notes, uh, they take off into space and we finally get to see Peter getting the Iron Spider costume that was teased at the end of Spider Man Homecoming when Tony goes to send him back to. To Earth, but he stows away on the ship.
1: <sighs> the parachute won't work at that height because there's nothing S- to fill up the parachute. Star- Start
3: tech. I don't know. Like
1: there's nothing there. There's no air. He couldn't breathe. There's a well, lack. It of It would air. be
2: blown out, and then the what's causing drag? May- maybe it's the soul- the fire.
1: The fire from the the engines. There's nothing causing drag at that point. To They're up so high. There's not enough. There's nothing to fill that parachute up with. I mean, he. But was, that's just me being a nitpicky.
0: It's a little nitpicky. And I mean, he was still mostly able to breathe up there. Like he was. Like, Chris,
2: Chris, favorite. just Chris, just let it go because then he's going to bring up that there's no hand railings. There are no <laughs> and, hand railings in <laughs> the spaceship. He's like he's going to bring it up. Don't just let it go. Uh, Where's, OSHA? When- Where's OSHA? Where's <laughs> OSHA? Let it go. Let it go. Uh-huh. Let it go. Let it go. When, We're gonna go. The guy next, does the next, scene, jump, next scene. For, you know, the next scene. You know. Next
1: scene. So at this point, point, it's a low before he can even open a parachute because otherwise it won't open.
0: Before we jump into the next scene, I checked the time. We are less than half an hour into this movie at this point, and we've already had appearances from Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, Doctor Strange, Wong, and Spider Man, and none of it has seemed shoehorned in because at this point we've spent 18 movies getting to know. Everybody's, everybody else in all of these characters. And right after that is when we're introduced to the Guardians of the Galaxy in this franchise, like their first big meeting with the rest of the superheroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And nothing seems forced from it. Like, as soon as, like, you start to hear Rubber Band Man playing, you're like, oh, we're getting the Guardians. And it's so strange that a movie can develop that musical language because as soon as you hear in, you know like 70s, 80s rock or pop music you instantly think like oh Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. it's masterfully done and it works
3: yeah
0: it was a great storytelling
1: through the use of music it's uh it's very interesting that uh, I don't know so how many years after the first Guardian, or after Volume 2, is this? Like, I'm still unsure at the timeline um, there. It
0: seems like they're kind of happening concurrently, because once they rescue Thor and Thor wakes up aboard the ship, they're instantly telling, like, oh, well, I just lost my father. Yeah. And that's, that's probably worse than losing a brother. Like
1: After I learned that he killed my mother, which like, is, you know.
0: They're definitely picking up on the stuff that had happened in Guardians, even though at this point we had already had that movie for probably about a year. For storytelling, it seems like very recent.
3: Uh-huh. Uh
2: And also, I mean, they had had adventures in between one and two, volume one and volume two of of. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, so they might have had a couple more adventures. He's got a new... He's got the sideburns with the mustache going real hard in this one. He's got a new look.
3: He's got a a new voice. It sounds like
0: this.
2: Gamora and him are obviously in this movie shown as more of an item than they were before. He calls himself
1: a booty call
0: later on. Hmm. Uh, Well, because that's going to lead us right...
1: But here's another missing character. Where's Craglin? He, he got in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. He got the, arrow, the uh, whistle and arrow helmet thingy.
0: He did, but was he on the actual ship at that point? Or yeah, was he because doing he, he was practicing it,
1: when he was practicing how to use the oh, arrow, right, yeah. he actually shot Drax
2: with it. That's true. So, But yes. that, they were on that other ship when he was doing that. The ship that... The one that they separated yeah. that separated from Yandu's big oh, ship, okay. and now they're on their normal ship. So he probably stayed on that ship to be captain and bring in other Ravengers. M- maybe that's going to
0: yeah, be the maybe. holiday special that we wind up getting. Who knows? It, it won't be. But well, I'm
1: just saying we mentioned that this oh. has everybody, and I just wanted to make mention. Hey, throw Kraglin in there, you know, because you could ex- expect him to to be the next Yandu.
0: Uh, Sean Sh- Gunn was too busy doing the motion capture for. Rocket. They couldn't do any of that stuff. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, um, but James Gunn also brought in to oversee and help punch up dialogue for for those characters in this movie.
1: Yeah, and basically think, the second director, second or second. What is that? Second third? unit director. Third. I don't know. Yeah, second unit director, something like but
0: that. But again, it's that consistency that really helps tell the story that. Doesn't seem like it should work when you're already introducing like all these random heroes, but having, you know, 18 previous movies and some kind of tonal consistency and storytelling consistency through that, it works. Like, half an hour into this movie, having Spider Man pop up in the park and save Iron Man and Doctor Strange doesn't feel weird. Like, and this is, uh, this wouldn't be their
1: first time directing uh, Spider-Man or Iron Man. This is because they had him in Civil War, uh, the Russo brothers. This is their first time directing um,
2: Thor, uh,
1: Chris Thor Hemsworth and, and Guardi- the Guardians Strange.
2: of the ga- and the Guardians of the Galaxy. Well,
1: Guardians is being directed mostly by uh, Sean Gunn or James Gunn. Mm-hmm. There,
2: I think he's working with them because James Gunn doesn't have a directing credit. Oh.
1: He's not, like, the second unit director or something? I, um, Okay, no, if you, you know, if you looked it up just now, I'm just surprised. I didn't look it up, I didn't think, I didn't, like, make sure to watch the credits or anything. But you know how, like, there's a, the main director, and then yeah. there's usually a second unit director filming off on another location? Yeah, they're doing, I like, the B-roll stuff. Up, right?
0: Yeah. Hmm. But okay, but, let's keep on going. Yeah, heading into more of our Guardian stuff, we get the team kind of fracturing off with Thor, Groot, and Rocket heading to Nidavellir to go get a weapon to beat Thanos with the rest of the Guardians proper heading to somewhere we've been before with nowhere mm-hmm. uh, that oh, we had seen somewhere. at the end of Thor of the Dark World <clears throat> to go get the Reality Stone from the Collector, who it had been left with previously. Uh, so yeah, Set it up at the front. This movie has everybody, even Benicio del Toro, as the collector again.
1: Is uh, ex-
2: executive producer credit?
0: Hell, oh, he got on, an executive? Okay. On this
2: and the uh, and, and end game. Okay. Uh,
0: much like the Power Stone stuff, I don't feel like I needed to see Thanos get the stone because what's the collector going to do against it? And I think it was kind of a good character moment. For him to feel out what Gamora and Quill are able to do,
1: yeah, because we already saw uh, what's his name, the Pie Maker. Uh, They were running the teaser, already, you know, land there and basically do whatever the heck they wanted. So basically, we're already seeing these evasions. But yeah, no, good character moment. So he's trying to feel out Gamora and. Then he kidnaps Gamora, like, you would think that maybe he would want to test her more and, like, maybe dupe her out. Well, he doesn't know how to receive, I guess. I don't know.
0: I feel like he does enough, like, using the Reality Stone. And the fact that she's able to just, like, run in there and, like, she's ready to kill him. Like, I think that kind of puts it on the table for him. He's like, okay, like, I've raised her well. Like, she's ready to commit to something like this. When you say ready to kill him, in a sense, she does kill him. And it was like, it was right when all that's happening. I'm like, "Mm, way too easy. Like, this is already done. And like at that moment, like everything kind of like wipes away. Um, Mm -hmm. There was a moment though, like when he uses the stone to kind of unravel Mantis and Drax. I thought like, oh shit, like. Continuing on with, like, that first scene, like, this movie's going to have a body count. Like, we already have, like, two of the Guardians taken off the off the table. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if they get better. Uh, yeah. Would they have been, like, more impactful if they hadn't come back right away, do you think? Because, I mean, they all get snapped away anyways. Do you think that should have been something that just kind of happened?
2: Uh, I think they were using they're using things from the comic books, like the unraveling and the falling to pieces are things from infinity, infinity gem war, or whatever they called it back in the comic books in the nineties. Like, and they were also just showing the power of, of the gauntlet of how he can do that. And it also sets up how all of a sudden he's going to blow bubbles out of his gun instead of laser blast. Like,
1: because that's his power in uh, the Marvel vs. Capcom fighting game. He traps people in bubbles. No, I don't know if that's an actual thing. I just watched it on a YouTube video saying, hey, little known facts. And I'm like, mm, yes, I'm stretching.
2: Is that when they met, They brought up the Pushing Daisy reference that you keep bringing up?
1: Yeah, I just can't remember Ronan the Accuser's name. I like Pushing Daisies, so he's <laughs> the pie maker. It's just who he is. No. John, we did a whole quiz that Chris hated about me doing this kind of I'm thing. I'm blanking on his name. Why are you no, surprised? Lee... Lee Pace.
0: Yeah, Lee Pace. Thank you. Just about to search it. Um, you know where he's from? New York City! Oh. No, he's not. He's from he was Oklahoma, making, San Antonio? He was making a Pace picante salsa reference. <laughs> That it took me a second to get, and I hate that. Um, do we want to do <laughs> our it. science before we head in? Yeah, let's do science. here. I had drank more than half of my North Coast uh, Old recipe, and then I poured in enough to fill my glass of the Two-Hearted. And everything from that Two-Hearted IPA kind of cut through everything that had happened what? in that North Coast Russian Imperial Stout. So now I can't even call this a Russian Imperial sound anymore. Like, did you guys have the same? Like, what were your proportions? It thinned it
2: out. That's all. It thinned it out. I did about half and half, and it thins out that Russian Imperial. It makes it a lot – it makes it smoother without that nice, roasty, um, bitter bite to it. That bitter is still; it's still there, but it's not as yeah. romantic. It's not as nice. Um, these two beers don't mix well together to make a black IPA.
0: But and it's so weird. The beer after like the Lagunitas uh, breakfast that like that, that worked so well. Like I was surprised. Like I like
2: behind the scenes stuff. I had thrown out. Random beard names. And then, and uh, this isn't anything against you, Paul, but I'd thrown out like, oh, we could mix, you know, Laganitas in, in, um, Breakfast yes. Out. We could do Old Rasputin and, and Two Hearted. So Paul went out and bought all of them at once before we even yeah. said, like, oh, we're going to do it a second time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, I think It some- worked so
3: well the first yeah, it, time. The it first time. Really well. it, it
2: did. I think something maybe like Sierra Nevada Torpedo, mm-hmm. like something that has a bigger hop bite, mm-hmm. would work with North Coast. I think the Two-Hearted is too even keel of a beer. Like we said, it's just this great middle-of-the-road beer. Yeah. I think something needed to be bigger and bolder to stand up against
0: Oh, we should've gotten the Imperial too hearted. But,
2: but maybe that would have that, yeah. maybe that'd worked. Two I don't want to say two X IPA because I think two X is a little too multi and also speed. I can't get that here. But, and that's, but like that's
0: kind of one of the limitations too. Like I have to be able to get it down in my. Yeah, we're
2: trying to. We're, yeah, we're we're trying to find that thing. I think Two Hearted and North Coast are great classics that we used to really love,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that are great to go back to and say, "Yeah, these beers are still pretty good." Mixing the two together, I bet both of them. Yeah, there might be some ratio
0: where it works, but none of us found it, and.
2: I yeah, think you definitely it,
0: need a lot more of the North, North Coast. I think I think you need to be, like, a two-to-one ratio with the, the stout and, like, yeah. a little bit of that IPA just to kind of, like, lighten it up a little bit.
2: Where last time it was, like, it, it was three, like, almost three quarters of the IPA to a quarter of the stout, yeah. you know? But I think, like, maybe something bigger and bolder, like Sierra Nevada, um, Torpedo. And I haven't had Torpedo since, like, probably 2012. Like, but I'm just thinking of something that would have that big hop pop that would go with the roastiness that could blend toge- together. So I think it's, I think it could work a stout, like,
0: maybe. Southern Tier. I mean, last time I had Torpedo, uh, April fifteenth, twenty fourteen. I put it at a two point zero out of five and said, "Nope, still not a fan." <laughs> wow. <laughs> but like, at that time, like twenty fourteen, I was coming around to IPAs, so it could have just not been my palate yet. Um,
2: no. By th- by, two thousand fourteen, you were a hophead. I don't know.
0: Was I hophead? Was I playing Team Base? I don't know.
2: That, but you got to think, two thousand nine is when we started this show. By two thousand ten, two thousand eleven, you had to have been into IPAs. Had to. I mean, also I've, you can look on your fucking. I mean, app. I can't.
0: I've been in Florida since like twenty sixteen. I was in Michigan in twenty fifteen. So yeah, yeah, I was drinking IPAs at that point. You're right. You're right. It just, God, guys, I'm. Get get in real close here because I don't want to talk about this too loud.
1: Be real for a minute.
0: I'm at the I'm at the age now where time has no meaning and everything feels like it was ten years ago.
2: Oh yeah. Oh oh. So you're 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 38 going on 39.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird. Like, ten years ago is just my like, throw it out there because like it's long enough ago that it seems like it's long ago but still semi recent. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: my, my car's would, over 10 years old now, and I'm, like, getting nervous. I'm like, ugh.
2: I will have to say, this blended beer, it's not bad. No. It's not undrinkable. It's still a That's, good thing.
1: It's not as good as either of the yeah. two on their own, On though. their
2: own, absolutely.
1: I hundred. And last time ag- we did agree. it, we were like, hey, these two beers are okay on their own. Wow, together, really nice black IPA. Yeah. Really, it worked. It elevated them both. This... Ruined them both. And, uh... Do...
2: This has been been a fun experiment that we've done. Do we try to pick another IPA to blend with North Coast?
0: I don't want to ruin another North Coast. I got three left. (laughs) Chris, it's up to you. Um, I would not be opposed to saving a North Coast and picking up, like, something a little bit more Imperial. Mm -hmm. Like an Imperial with an Imperial, like... Do it up, like if I can buy something, I can get like one can of. I'll take a look at my beer store. I'll let you guys know off show, like yeah, what yeah. I can get. That's I know you. You can pick see the,
1: I'll, I'll save. I'll save a North Coast then. Uh, old Rasputin. You let me know what to buy. I will try to pick it up. Um, uh, let's see. Now we know that putting these characters with these characters doesn't ruin the movie because we have just seen that. So we're now off. They're off to go to Nebuchadnezzar or Nebuchadnezzar, uh, uh, my our reactions. Uh, Paul's
0: stuck on Bible references and, today. Nebuchadnezzar, and you,
2: Peter. And you have, so you have, again, groups breaking off in this movie. You have Thor with Rocket Raccoon and Groot going to build a new hammer. You have Quill and the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy On nowhere. They're going to nowhere. They're meeting up with with Thanos. They're losing Gamora. They're getting the call from Nebula to say, Hey, meet me here. And this is what this movie does great, is they break all these teams up and start adding players together. You're going to have the Guardians of the Galaxy meet Spider-Man and Iron Man and Doctor Strange, and they're a team. You're going to have Wakanda... And the Avengers, like, and I mean, we haven't even gotten to the the Vision-Scarlet Witch battle.
0: Like, oh, that, that, and that's and, next. They gotta go to Scotland. That's next. Um, we're, yeah, we're jumping into Scotland because we found out that uh, Vision has turned off his transponder and he's, you know, making some time with Wanda, which I think we need to see from these characters because as comic book fans, you know, Scarlet Witch and Vision do have that history together. And they've hinted at it in the cinematic universe up until this point. And this is really where you get to see that relationship blossoming, not in act, but there's the conversation that they're having where you get vision kind of being a little bit nervous when he's talking to Wanda. And like, they're talking about like, well, what if this didn't have to stop? Like, what if we could just be together and I love when Vision's just like, I I, I I I think it works. Like, I really like that from that character. So seeing where we do wind up with, spoilers, uh, Vision basically being killed. And then out of this, we get WandaVision springing out of it. And her doing anything to bring them back. Like, we're starting to see more of that relationship that matters. Uh, and I love everything from this brief little scene. You love his vulnerability? I, 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 love, I love him, you know, letting down his guard a little bit. Because who, little, who would... Letting a little guard
1: a little who, too much. Who would... Get skewered.
0: Oh, but before he gets skewered, I just want to say, in the background of their conversation before, you know, everything hits the fan, I really want to know what a deep-fried kebab tastes like. Because this has been haunting my dreams since 2018. I love kebabs. I love stuff that's fried. How good is a deep-fried kebab going to be?
1: That's a good question because apparently that's an inside joke. Or a joke because uh, Scotland is kind of known for deep-frying all the foods. I mean,
0: it's better than boiling everything. (laughs) Yep. Well,
1: 1940s, 30s, we boiled boiled everything. everything. Thanks Thanks for picking up on that. Um, I got you. I've seen that movie. Quite <laughs> I've, seen that it's movie. <laughs> I've seen that movie. My favorite of the movies.
0: I've seen the movie so many times, um, but then we get another battle between the rest of Thanos's lieutenants with Proxima Midnight and then the staff guy whose name is completely escaping me right now because, like you said, they take no time to introduce these characters, but they don't. They don't need to. Just the fact that they're able to put two of the most powerful Avengers on the ropes shows that there's stakes to this. Uh, and this is going to lead up to one of my favorite Marvel Cinematic Universe moments of all time. When they're fighting in the train station, and Proxima Midnight throws her, like, staff lance thing at that shadowy figure in the corner. He grabs it, and it's Steve fucking Rogers. And he just walks out of the shadows. He's got that grizzled beer Like, the white from the stars missing on his chest.
1: tore it off his chest because he's a nomad now. He's
0: he's a nomad. And at this point in my notes, I refer to them as the Secret Avengers because Steve, Natasha, and Sam have been working together in the shadows for a while now. Again, two years. With Scarlet Witch. With Scarlet Witch. Because they're buddies. Uh, Once they're on the Quinjet, they do mention, like, hey, you know, we told you to check in. Let us know what's going on. So... They're keeping in contact with them under Tony's nose, which I think is awesome, too. Uh, This movie makes me want a side movie that we'll probably never get now that shows what Sam, Steve, and Natasha have been up to in that time when they were kind of on the run. But now that we've seen Black Widow, maybe Natasha's not totally on the run because she had to do something after she had been... I don't want to say captured, but at the end of Black Widow, we know, like, Ross rolls up on her. So what did she say and do to get out of that, to still be on the run with Steve and Sam?
2: Well, here's the thing is, you assume after Civil War that she was just on the run with them from the get-go. Like, the whole Black Widow movie... Is just adding on to that mythology that she went and did that outside of that.
1: So I don't need to see the Black Widow movie then. You
0: should. It's really you good. You should. It's good.
1: And I'll, I'll eventually watch it. It's. It'll be free
0: on Disney it's Plus. It's definitely
1: much upper like Cinderella.
0: middle tier.
2: I really want the moment where we're caught up and we have to make Paul watch Black Widow before it's free.
0: I want to start um, pumping, through, I pumping think, through these. I, I know I met, mentioned it before, but I think it's going to be by, like, September or October. It'll be free. Like, it's not going to happen unless uh-huh. we, like, the rest of our episodes going forward. And the way that Chris is going guys. through
1: scene by scene here, we're going to be here for three episodes. So.
0: That's, that's why I said there's a lot of stuff that leads <laughs> into fun. everything else. But we're, like, halfway through my notes now, so yeah. it might not be that bad. Um, so behind-the-scenes stuff. John had taken a little bit of a sabbatical while we were talking uh, about the Vision Wanda stuff. So my question to you, John, do you want a deep-fried kebab? A deep-fried kebab?
1: There is no. a very small, there is a very small printout piece of paper in the window, that black that the Scarlet Witch and Vision are talking in front of that says, yes, we will deep fry your kebab. And then it has this little Scottish flag on it. And there's like a clip and,
0: art uh, of a like kebab.
1: I have wanted a deep
0: fried uh, kebab since then. haunted history. It's always a, it's eluding me.
2: I don't know. I just love a grilled kebab. <laughs> Do you want a
0: deep fried one, though?
2: Are, yeah, but I think the European kebab is going to be different than the American kebab. Are you putting that into consideration?
0: No,
1: I've never been to Europe. You've been to Europe. Have you ever had a kebab in Europe? And have you had it deep fried? These are the hard-hitting questions that you've come to expect from the Baghdad Broadcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I did not have a kebab when I was over there.
0: Okay, moving on, on then. On Uh, Because the next scene we get is actually kind of Gamora's origin story on her home planet while it's being laid waste to by Thanos. And in the moment, it does seem like this is just something that you don't need, but it does become necessary later on when you do have that sacrifice that Thanos has to make by Mm -hmm. sacrificing Gamora to get the Soul Stone. Because it kind of just It has to lay the groundwork for the relationship because the only interactions we've really seen between them is just like kind of told like, oh, Nebula and I's father pit us against each other. Now here we are because we don't get anything outside of that. So they have to show something to let you know that he cares and he wants to be there and support her. And it's based off of him just kind of taking her aside while, like, half of her population's killed off.
2: Yeah, and making sure that she's not watching when they're all slaughtered. I would, like... Not that I need it in this movie, and not that I know it because I'm a comic book reader, but I would like to understand his need to adopt these children to raise as murder monsters?
1: Well, you know, you only got one family business, and that's being a murder hobo, going from planet to planet, just murdering people. I don't know if he wants to raise them as murder people, but
0: he just can't help himself because that's all he knows. I I don't know, because I again... Never been a Guardians of the Galaxy fan. I've never been a fan of like the cosmic side of the Marvel comic book universe. I don't even know what Nebula's actual origin is because we don't even know it in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like we've seen her kind of get like piecemeal put together, but who is she outside of just kind of resenting Gamora for always being better?
1: I'm just saying, our parents never really want to pr- uh, pass on their anxieties. But they end up doing it. <laughs> like, I learned how to worry from my parents.
0: You know? uh, and speaking about anxiety, how bad do you think Rody feels having to talk to Thunderbolt Ross about everything that's going on while still being in contact with Steve, Nat, and Sam? And then I like that he just kind of closes the app and swipes away his video conference. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's been in contact with them or oh, hey, they they just walk into where they're saying like he, at this point, like things have been going on under Ross's nose, and I think that's kind of what frustrates him the most, and the fact that Roadie like, just doesn't care about it.
2: I think Roadie's done being the puppet for that council, mm-hmm. and when Cap and them, and I don't think. Cap and them have been in contact with Rhodey. Really? Like, I think them walking in... I think Banner's there and told Rhodey, I called them, I told them to meet us here. I think that's the extent of what he knows. Mm -hmm. And when they show up, he is fine with closing, hanging up on those guys knowing they're not going to be able to do anything. They're going to be allowed a loud voice that nobody's going to hear because these are the people that are going to save this world.
1: Yeah. I think it's more of, and also from Cap's side, I don't think Steve Rogers starts reaching out and actively recruits people like that. He wouldn't reach out and be like, Hey, roadie, this is what we're doing. Blah, blah, blah. Because he wouldn't want to put somebody in that position of being a double agent of having to lie. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't be comfortable with it. So he wouldn't ask other people. Now, did Black Widow go behind his back and, like,
0: contact people? Maybe. That's possible. But also, at this point, we know, like we said before, like, they've been in contact with Wanda and Vision, like...
1: Because I think Wanda's been on their team and on the run with them since the the get-go. I think Wanda's been sneaking off with Vision, and they kind of knew that they were sneaking off with Vision, and they're like, dude, let... You know, let the girl do what she's got to do You know, and that's doing if an interesting. It's
0: I mean Vision does give Let's... that kind of like Knowing smile When he sees Steve pop up So mm-hmm. it could have been like Oh yes, that was the angel waiting in the wings the whole time Or it could just be because he's seeing Steve Rogers And man, if I saw Like Chris Evans, Steve Rogers I'd probably mm-hmm. smile
2: Well, you have that moment when they're on the plane together after they rescued him in Scotland, and Black Widow said, we told you to keep a low profile. Mm -hmm. Like, they were keeping tabs on them and in contact with them where they weren't keeping in contact with Rhodey and the council.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Again, I want that Secret Avengers movie. I want to see what was happening off screen here, because...
2: Never gonna get it. More. I am Never gonna get
1: it now.
0: Yeah, it, more it Bearded cool. Cap. Um, but it's during this conversation that we find out what we had talked about before where Clinton and Scott are kind of off the table now because, you know, the Sokovia Accords hit them hard and they're under house arrest. They're spending time with their family. So, again, hand-waving the, the through line for this episode. Um, We'll see more of that once we get into Ant-Man and the Wasp for Scott, and we won't really see anything more for Clint until we actually get into Endgame, and that's literally how the movie starts. Yep. <clears throat> but uh, Also, at this point, they start asking kind of those big questions about who Vision is without the Mind Stone that I feel like they do touch on when we get into WandaVision, because that Vision doesn't have the Mind Stone. He's just a construct from Wanda's psyche. And then the other Vision that we wind up seeing at the end of the series is
1: like... A, Cataract or White
0: Vision. A program Vision without the Soul Stone 2. So, again, Ship of... Theseus. Theseus, Which one's Vision? They're both Vision, but neither one of them is Vision because... Wait, no.
1: Ship of me. I- my that's my
0: said, said, Myanmar. That's it. The ship said, yeah. of Myanmar.
1: No, no, that's the country. That's that's,
3: uh, that's, that's um
0: <laughs> <laughs> um But this and is so kind of what's floating out there. We're like we can have a vision without the soul stone and have him be who he is because there's so much of Tony in there. There's so much of Bruce in there. There's Ultron in there. There's the Mind Stone there's like running that. Jarvis. Like, there's Jarvis. We don't know who the vision is going to be until we let vision be vision, which I feel like is kind of a waste opportunity because I really would have liked more of that in WandaVision than what we got. But, you know, who knows what's going to be coming up in the future from that as well. Uh, but this is also, then we're going to be jumping over into Wakanda with the rest of, uh, the Avengers team meeting up with T'Challa, uh, we get Bucky coming back in after seeing him in the post credit scene of Black Panther. Uh, also, Shuri and Okoye are there as well. And this is really where the movie starts kind of coming into its own, and we know where all the pieces are and where everything is going to be happening.
1: Yeah, we, we set up all the pieces on the board. Now it's time for them to fight. And we're getting ready to fight. At
0: this point, we're an hour into the movie, and we're almost two hours into the actual episode. Do we want to call it here? Continue on from there? It's just fight scenes after this. It's just, like, it's just fight scenes after here.
1: Um, we get the troll uh, dwarf character, who's you know, Peter Dinklage. And the, we get to see Never Nebuchadnezzar Never canidavaleer, Neville, Neve, Neve, yeah, Nev Campbell.
0: Oh, I wish Nev Campbell was Neve in, Campbell. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> She's the neutron uh, star. Going back and rewatching Lost now, I'm having like hardcore party of five, like hunger pangs, and only Nev Campbell can can fulfill those. Um,
1: and her her bright shining star reignites the, the you know and makes it makes the stormbreaker and everything and. Then they fight. And it's a fight. They have a fight. And it's a good fight. Because y- you actually understand the stakes here. People are trying to get the vision to get, in order to get the last soul, the, the last the mind stone, but, the last stone. Because the next batch and,
0: of notes I have, because at this point is when we actually jump back onto the ship from that Ebony Maw and Cull Obsidian had been on when they attacked New York. Because mm-hmm. this is where we have more Tony... Stephen strange and Peter Parker stuff where they're kind of setting up a counterpoint to what we see with the nebula and Gamora relationship where Stephen tells Tony straight out, like if it comes down to you, the kid or the stone, I'm picking the stone, like hands down, no question. Like I'm here to protect reality. And the time stone is part of that. Versus what we get with Thanos torturing Nebula. And as soon as Gamora sees her sister in pain, she gives up the secret that she had known. Burn all the maps. Like, I know where the Soul Stone is.
1: Yeah. The one thing I have to say now that we've watched um, Loki is you're like... Watching this movie, like the Time Stone. Oh well, if I if the Time Stone gets out, then you know all reality can be can be destroyed. And you're like, dude, there's literally a reality stone. What do you mean? <laughs> w- why you be more? Con- if you're more concerned with the reality, that you know saving reality, why do you be concerned with getting that reality stone? But now with Loki, we get to see that oh, if you start messing with time, it and all the branches, and if they don't get pruned. Uh, I'm assuming the TVA isn't really operating now, but maybe it is because they mentioned, you know, the endgame business happening. The one thing, like, if you want to, there's,
2: with any of these kind of movies, you want to be nitpicky. Oh,
1: you know me.
2: And I know you, Paul. I
1: gotta gotta pick them nits if I see them.
2: Doctor Strange has got the time stone. Why doesn't he rewind after Quill has broken Thanos' trance by hitting him, rewind it to get the gauntlet
1: off? Because he can't rewind it because he sent that the time stone into a, that other pocket dimension. No, no I know. Why didn't
2: he be like, oh shit, that, and then bring it back and then do it?
0: Because he's afraid that he'd lose it as also, soon as he brings it out. Also, at that point, too, we know he's already explored. I wrote it down here because I want to talk about it. Uh, 1.4... Uh, I can't 4, see.
1: What, 14 million or I 1.4 4
0: million? 14,600,005 realities, and there's only the one where they win. So it's never been outright stated, but I think at this point we can kind of figure that Steven's seen so much of what's been unfolding and he knows like okay well this happens this way oh well this is happening this way so he might be kind of traveling down that road so maybe at that point he doesn't want to rewind time because no it happened exactly how it's supposed to where we can win
1: Yeah, and also it could be even be like okay these are the branches that Okay, even if the rat doesn't step on the thing, it's the least worst outcome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it, we we might not win, but at least it's the least worst. You know, uh, we're yeah. gone.
0: Hey, so, some people exist.
1: Yeah, that's a good question, I, John.
2: I threw the question out because Chris went to go take a wee,
0: and we had to fill some space. It's okay. I I came back, and I like being able to jump right back into it, and. I don't want to like. There's not a lot to talk about in the Nidavellir stuff. I do want to say this rewatch of it, and because I've seen this movie probably about like six times now, this was the first time that I actually clocked what Thor, Rocket, and Groot are saying when they're approaching Nidavellir. Did, did you guys catch it too? Yeah, it's all the pee stuff. Yeah, it's Rocket <laughs> talking to Groot about how he has to pee. Yeah. And we've seen a Gru- twig. Yeah, we've seen it. In. No, he's, Nobody cares. But Bruce already peed in the cup, so Thor's telling him, like, just throw it out into space and pee again in it. This isn't earth-shattering news, but again, you're thrown into the scene as it's happening, and I never really, like, clipped onto I never, it until now. I,
2: I, I remember it was about peeing, but I never, like, I never saw... I, it never clicked to me exactly what they were talking about till this watch.
1: And then watching him throw, like, for he, he dumps it out. Like, he's got like a little portal
0: <laughs> to him. Um,
1: As somebody that has contemplated doing that while on road trips, I, I have, it didn't I'm, click with me I immediately.
0: Living in Buffalo and then like driving to Michigan like once every other month, like, it's a long drive. Like, there's long stretches when I'd be driving through Canada through farmland. And it's like, there's nothing here. I got this Gatorade bottle. <laughs> like, I just pull I had, over in people's salons and just pee in them. I don't yeah, care. that's
2: what Paul does in Toronto. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, I, anywhere. No, I've, not just Toronto.
2: I've I've totally I've I've peed in a bottle and poured it out the window. Uh, you got to make sure you're not going too fast and you get that bottle out boy. far enough before you <laughs> tilt it. That's a learning lesson that if you've you've never done it, you won't know till you do it. Uh. Let us know in the comments if you've done it and what your experience is.
1: <laughs> Honestly, the, what's the, the best the, way the, to pee in a bottle? The rest of the scene, if, you, if you're if you in the movie theater and you're like, ooh, I ordered a large soda, I need to use the bathroom, and they're talking about using a bathroom, I think that's excellent writing. It lets you know, hey, you can go use the restroom. You'll catch up. Like, what, what do you miss after they miss them, like, not even starting to forge the new the new weapon. You already know why they're there. Yeah. Which I And then you come back oh you miss that they're all dead and they gotta restart the star. But you kinda get that.
0: Yeah, you can pick up on that. I do like that yeah. this is where we finally get like the adolescent teen group kind of stepping up and realizing like, no, like the things that are happening around me are important and forming the handle for Stormbreaker. It's kind of sad that this moment was spoiled from a toy leak. Spe- mm. Speaking about leaking and leaking while you're driving, because um, again, all these toys are made so far in advance. So shots of like the packaging had come out where it was like, oh, you know, Thor has a new hammer. It's made out of like part of Groot. Cool. Um, I do like that kind of deepening of the mythology, though, and I think it. It works really well. Uh, but guys, before we can end this movie, we gotta make that jump to Voromir that we had been talking about. Uh, and guess who's back? It's the Red Red Skull, Skull. but not Hugo Weaving. Did that? The guy from The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Did it bother you that Hugo Weaving didn't come back? Because it didn't hurt me at all, and it wasn't one of those things I was aware of until the movie after was the over movie. yeah
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah i i i i realized after that guy did a g- very good job of doing hugo weaving's red skull that i didn't even know i didn't even know till probably like the second or third viewing when it came out that that guy had done it mm-hmm. or he came out with like a youtube video where he was doing tons of voices like i do lots of voices here they are blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I do Al Pacino really well, like
3: yeah. Uh,
1: it didn't bother me because you no. know, with so much face makeup and everything else, like yeah, it's, does it doesn't matter who's there.
0: It's almost a completely CG character, anyways. And I think the su- like the surprise and the reveal that they brought him back after he had been shot away using the tesseract after Captain America: First Avenger was surprised enough. Like it, it worked so well. And I'm glad that this wasn't something that had been spoiled or leaked out before I went to see the movie. Uh, cause the day this movie came out, I went to the very first showing of the movie I could get into before I had to go to work. Uh, and since we're coming up to the end of it, I had to sit through this movie. I think I ate a cheeseburger while I was watching it and then drive to work just ruminating over everything that happened and then had to like work eight hours knowing that I can't talk to anybody about this. This movie just came out. Nobody else has seen it yet. Cause it's all going to culminate in, in awesome battle in Wakanda. Like one of my other favorite Marvel moments after, you know, Clint talking to Wanda about, Hey, you walk out that door, you're an Avenger. And my other favorite moment, the reveal of Steve Rogers in the train terminal. Number three is when they open up that door in the uh, shield barrier protecting Wakanda, and you have everybody charging towards like Thanos' army. But then you have Black Panther and Steve Rogers just like running past everybody, and they're like the first dudes in the fray. So good. Mm-hmm. Just so good.
2: I don't want to call you a fucking liar twice in a podcast, but we went to Mighty Taco, the f- five six of us, with Paul's wife and my wife, before we went to see this at the Galleria all together, mm-hmm. Chris. Was
1: well, this the second time watching it though?
2: I think it was the first time
1: we all went. No, together. no, no, no. Chris, I think that was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I'm
0: we too. didn't. I saw this when I was living in Florida. I went to the AMC. I'm pretty sure Disney you Springs. came up and we all saw
2: it together because no, it was, was one yeah, of, of the times Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Yeah. It was
1: Volume Two. I saw Volume One with Craig because you know I'm not a fucking liar like Johnny over here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I could have sworn <laughs> we saw we saw this all together in Buffalo. We did not. No.
1: I had to live with this, John.
0: I saw this movie twice at the theater, once with my dad. I, John, I remember because I was sitting at the AMC, hey, the dining hey. theater at Disney Springs. You went to see it. And the dude sitting next to me was overly vocal about everything that was happening. That, like, when they were fighting, when Steve, uh, Natasha, and Sam were, like, fighting, like, what's the dude's with the spear's name? I don't know. In proximal midnight, know. and he was like, "Kill him!" And it was like because he was having like vocal reactions to everything that was happening on screen. Sorry, sorry Jack, you are wrong.
1: John, you I watched this sworn with we your. Saw... No, you watched it with your new best friend Max. Wow. You, you didn't. Uh, I went to go see it with my dad because you went with your new best friend Max, Caitlin, and your dad. I don't know if your dad was there, and I went to see it with my dad. And then I dragged Kate to see it afterwards. We did not even see it together. And I live in Buffalo. John,
0: you're getting old. Stuff just blurs together. It all blurs together. That's okay. Uh, but yeah. That was one of my favorite Marvel mo- uh, movie moments.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. And then uh, the Falcon and, uh, and War Machine are battling out front. But honestly, it, it's just big battle scenes. There's a lot, there's cool, fun moments when Scarlet Witch finally joins the battlefield. And uh, what, uh, what's her name? Okoye? Okoye says, What was she doing up there <laughs>
0: this whole time? She's not <laughs> wrong. Like, she's not wrong. Um, not wrong John, not. I'm about to send you a post from August 27th, 2018, where I'm at the theater, saying, It's go time. Hashtag Thanos demands your silence because that was the hashtag that they used so people didn't uh, put spoilers up online. Because that was... But the, that was when uh, I saw the
1: movie. That was good fun. So, uh, it, I think this was the most entertaining of all the fights and long battles. Wait, hold on, I just got a message from Chris. <laughs> oh, wait, it says... Then-
2: uh, it's go time. Hashtag Thanos demands your silence. Hashtag Marvel. Hashtag... Marvel Infinity War. Hashtag my And what I it's... like is the post underneath it that I get a clip of is denim jean jacket. Somebody must have got a new pin for his jean I jacket. probably did.
1: And then the snap happenings, and that's says again the, the movie. All right. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Um,
0: did you care when Vision had the stone ripped out of his head?
1: You know what? Because that actually made me feel like the... Yeah, okay. Like, after watching the movie and knowing the snap happened, I'm like, okay, everybody that got dusted, probably coming back. The people that died beforehand, I don't think they're coming back. And But now we have the Marvel television shows that basically undo everybody that died in that show, you know, yeah, other I than mean, uh, Hemdall. Yeah. Gamora. Right,
0: right. Well, it been dead. revealed that the nope, Gamora that Gamora's we're going to have going forward well, is the it's... 2014 Guardians of the Galaxy Gamora. So she doesn't have that relationship with Quill and the rest of the Guardians because she's now that like girl out of time.
1: She's going to sit down with Nebula, and Kraglin's going to be like, maybe you get something like nice, like a ooh, pretty necklace or a fancy hat to make all the other girls jealous, you know. But, Craglin style.
2: Why do you call him Craglin <laughs> and not his character's name from Gilmore Girls, Sean? Because
1: Kirk, Kirk from Gilmore Girls. I don't know why. Because why do you know that name? <laughs> but not. But pie maker. <laughs> but not. These are what's the things I. These Wait, are the things, pa-
2: Paul. Just a second. Okay. These are the things I love about you. <laughs> And hate about you at the same time. <laughs> but what's the guy... And what's nobody else nobody else gets it but me. <laughs> John, what's, You're what's the, the oil to to my vinegar. Like we don't mix, but goddamn we make a good salad dressing, don't we?
1: We, we do. We, we need to be sprayed all on top of a uh, Christmas cucumber there and everybody loves it. I
0: don't know. Uh, what? Um <laughs> But, well, we okay,
2: use a grilled steak. Like then we could become come back. I to don't the know game. where I put my pen oh, down. Yeah, no, I need to great write great
0: this, out this out down it. before <laughs> I forget. it.
1: Grill a cucumber. cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> but John, what's the pie? What's the name of the pie maker in these movies? What's the, the villain name again? Ronan the Accuser.
0: Yeah. I remembered Ronan. I didn't remember like, Lee such a Pace. forgettable name. I uh, but guys, this movie ends with basically everybody losing because Thanos is able to snap away half the population. And thinking back to the first Thanos time wins. I saw this in theaters by myself, not with my best friends, um, it was kind of I do not know this because again, nerds knowing behind-the-scenes stuff, we knew they were going to have a second part to this movie. But we didn't know what the final payoff and everything was going to be. So trying to guess, like, which character you saw in each clip surviving it was kind of surprising.
1: I did want to mention... Originally, they announced it as Infinity War Part One and Infinity War Part Two. Then later on, they said, "Hey, you know what? We're no longer doing Part One and Part Two. It's just going to be one movie." And at that, and it, that's what got me. Like as I was sitting there in the theater right before the snap happened, I'm like, "This movie's been going on and quite a while. How are, how are they going to fix this right now? Like everybody's losing. Like how are they going to?" Like, there's no way to win right now. How are they going to do it? And then Thor does the thing with the, with the axe, and I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, wow. Here we are. And then the snap happens, and I'm like, okay. It and
0: part two. what really hurt about lied. that, too, again, nerd <laughs> behind-the-scenes stuff, we knew we weren't going to get any resolution to that story until the next year, just because that's when it was uh-huh. coming out. Because we still have uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel to, like watch, and talk about before we get into Endgame.
1: Oh, thank God that this happened in May of 2019 and not May of 2020. 2018,
0: 2018, Paul. A year before that. Oh, okay. So,
1: I thought thought, uh, this came out the same year as... Uh, the last Paul, if you check your
0: messages, you'll see a post from August twenty seventh, twenty eighteen, <laughs> where I went to go see Avengers: Infinity War. No,
1: no, but Endgame. Oh, I'm talking okay, about yeah, the Endgame. next movie, Endgame, happening and and thank goodness, Endgame happened May two thousand nineteen, not May two thousand twenty. If that got delayed by a year, guys, we would still be waiting for that yeah. movie. Uh, how? Bad would it have been? Like, thank goodness this came out in 2018, and Endgame came out in early
0: 2019. So, because movie ends on a little bit of a downer, and it also ends just how Thanos said it would. Like, he retires to like his farmstead just to to rest after delivering what he said he was going to do. Uh, No mid-credit scene. It gives that ending some time to breathe and let it play out. But we do still have an end credit scene, which is Nick Fury and Maria Hill just kind of driving through the streets when the snap happens. And you get to see a more grounded view of what's happening, where helicopters are crashing into buildings, cars are crashing, uh, before everything goes bad and Fury has to hit his souped up sword intergalactic pager to call for Captain Marvel
1: I do have a question and I'll probably yes, bring it up he's also
0: keeping game. it charged much like Steve or sorry Tony was charging Steve's cell phone yeah but that was running on
2: batteries so he had to check it every once in a while or it's got alien, oh, it's got the, alien the technology
0: nine... in it right it's fine they're the 90s uh, energizers, though, where you just need to, like, squeeze the end of it and a like, spot, and it'll tell you how full it is. Yeah, but
1: she probably charged it for him, and her charge probably lasts forever because she's Captain Marvel. Uh, no, my question was, when they unsnap everybody, like, the, the helicopter pilot, like, <clears> died, obviously. What if somebody, you know, in that end scene, what if there was a passenger that wasn't snapped? but died in that helicopter mm. accident that was caused by the snapping. Is she no, brought she's back? she's dead. dead. I don't know what Yeah, where. dead is she's dead. Pronoun. She's dead. So any pilot, if a pilot and copilot were flying a plane, that plane crashed. Everybody yeah. on that plane is dead.
0: Uh, no, no, not everybody. Okay. Only half of them. Half of them would have been snapped away.
1: Uh, uh, half of them would have been saved by the unsnap. Now,
0: where? But but it's here's, cruel. It's cruel. Kind of- it's cruel, but it's fair. But here's the thing Thanos, 2018 Here's the thing
2: when they get resnapped, where are they resnapped? Are they resnapped where they disappeared? So did they unsnap in the air?
0: Uh, they talk about that. Uh, this is an endgame thing, and it came out because this is one of the questions that had been asked after um, Hulk took that into account when he was doing his snap to bring people back he brought them back safely. So they would have been snapped back into a safe spot, like whether the ground like, or like an airplane terminal, something like that.
1: Yeah. I thought it was airplane terminals. Like if you are on an airplane, you you would have been snapped back to like the, yeah. the but to yeah, airport you, terminal. you would have been so brought
0: back be. somewhere safe. Like, so you would not have just appeared randomly in the air. Cause they
1: talk about it. I think in the uh, far from home as well. Like, the people that got snapped back, like, and, like, finding somebody in, you know, their bed that wasn't them, you know, because their house got sold or their wife started dating somebody else or her, their husband started dating somebody else.
0: So, yeah, uh, guys, that was Avengers Endgame. Sorry, Infinity War, Endgame's next. Uh, where does this fall, though, in your ranking of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Number one. Wow. I was waiting to see what Paul said because I was also going to say number one. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to walk you through my thought process. This is the culmination of 18 Mm -hmm. other Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. It draws from all of them. It matters. It pulls so much from that history, but it's still able to set up everything else that's coming after it. Like this, mm-hmm. this movie does so I th- much heavy lifting and it does it effortlessly. I think this is a feat. I think
1: it does really well. Uh, do I want, but since it seems part of a whole and not stands on its own, like I don't go back and rewatch this movie often. Even when I try to sit down and rewatch this movie for this podcast, I'm like, I, I don't really want to sit down and rewatch it. So I, re- I built a Lego set of a Iron Man helmet while I was watching it, just because. Is it nanotech? <sighs> it, it is not nanotech. I think it's his Mark One One. This I, is I this is there. Empire Strikes um,
2: Back. Like this is like, yeah. This is the culmination of everything. I will say that. This will probably stay as my number 1 on this list. None of the movies that come after this will beat it. Everything else will probably fall below my top 5 in this. And that includes Endgame. Like Endgame I think Endgame? is good, but I think that's number 6. Like I've seen this movie more wow. than Endgame because I think this movie has the better stakes to it. It this is the thing that they do die in. I rewatched this before we did the January picks for like best movies of the year and everything. And this was my number one because I was like, man, this movie is just, it's just got it. And I definitely, as much as I like Endgame, Endgame's a good end, but.
0: I see. That's the thing because talking about it before we get to it. I feel credence to it. Endgame is so strong. Like, it's, again, it's a movie that shouldn't work just with everything that they have to do in it, but they find a way to make it happen, and you're able to walk out of it, and be like, wow, like, that happened, and it did what it needed to do. Yeah, like, eight eight more no, I'm gonna guess nine more episodes because you know we got our monthly bullshit that we put in there but yeah I mean we'll we'll find out well we have th- three number movies 20, the three movies that they put on the DVDs because I think that's kind of an interesting fun thing to sit down and watch yeah um and then, but only Spider-Man three Far- more. Oh, there's only three which I more. Now realized that it had actually gotten taken off of retrospectives. The list because that came out after, right? Because it's Spider-Man, um, it's Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel and then it's the Ant-Man. next Marvel movie, which will be Shang-Chi. And Black Widow. Oh, Black Widow's on the list. Don't 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 you worry. Uh, as it stands right now, Black Widow will be part twenty-seven. Uh, I do want to know, even though I saw you type it in.
2: Yeah.
0: And Black Widow,
2: don't forget Black Widow. We got to push. We got to really push through these because I want to. I want Paul to have to watch this before. Yeah.
1: So so, mm. so we're eight away. Uh, so, did you guys want to know where this falls on my list? Or no, we do care. care we,
2: Paul, on. we absolutely care. Okay.
1: So, it, it's my uh, number one, two, three, four, five. My number fifth. It's number five. It's in the top five. Uh, I just... It's it's really good, but I'd rather watch Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, Civil War. So, it only... So, it's the second least favorite of my Avengers movies. Uh, and then Iron uh, and Ragnarok before uh, Infinity. Yeah. Infinity War. So it's good but, taking you know, it. I just have because like, none of these movies Man, really exist in a vacuum. Like, like we're watching. Can I just ask
2: you with this? Part. Of what is comes because of everything then, they take in account after. and how they take so all the stories, like, uh, and oh, all I'm the characters, and work them through the through line you might like them more but is it a better movie for what they do within the movie okay
1: I got lost in your question because of right mm-hmm Yeah, like I've watched all of those movies, so it's not like oh, I, I, I'm coming at it blind. I don't know anything about any of the movies. I'm going to sit down and just watch a movie to enjoy it's, it's it as big. a movie. I, I'm
0: I mean, not I'm taking glad that into No, it,
1: All my knowledge, all my appreciation of all yeah. the characters, because you had what they do with down. them. But I'm just still sitting down to you, you know, to devote two hours of my and time. I don't. I don't you know, know when you I'm had like, deleted because because honestly, you had left your once it gets empty. to the Wakanda scene, once John they Z can show Infinity up at, in Wakanda, in I'm in like, okay, the movie's kind of oh, over. Okay. It's just fight scenes from here on out. Like I'm, I'm all go the character back. stuff is kind of done because
0: because that's how.
1: And it's okay. it's just a fight scene. Okay. So everything's good on the dock. And everything should be good with you listeners if you enjoyed this podcast at all. Uh, if you don't agree with me, that's fine. Uh, usually people don't. Rate us, review us. Email us. Begnamboardcast at gmail.com. It's been a long day.
3: I had a great
1: day.